0: New. Get ready! Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of the Play to Win podcast. My name is Tyler, and I am joined this week by my fantastic co-host, kieran As always, what's going on with you, dude? How are you doing?
1: Um, doing pretty good. uh In terms of like my week, I've had no time. Like, what I have? This is the busiest week I think I've ever had.
0: I am so sorry. I feel you there, my man. I feel you there. Me on the other hand, it's been a busy week, but it's also been a week of celebration. <laughs> a week of celebration. <laughs> because the boy is here. Mm-hmm. The boy has come home. Yeah. Audio listeners, you cannot see, but I have my keyblade here in hand because Sora has come. But we will get to that in a bit. Because this is the Play to Win podcast, a show where you break down the week's biggest gaming news through in-depth discussion. Um, Remember, you can find timestamps in the description of this video or of this podcast episode if you're listening on the audio version. If you want to get straight to the Kingdom Hearts talk, you can get right to it. But it's going to be our first topic, so we'll get there soon. (laughs) Also remember to go check out our website, playtowindgames.wordpress.com. It's a home for all our content written stuff you can read like the actual written reviews there. Um Kieran's hey, hey, Kieran's a little previews for stuff he's going to be doing pretty soon. That's mm-hmm. going to be there if you want to read the written version of that. Mike of spirits review that will be up next week on Friday. I have not had time to put the video together this week as planned, but the video will be going up next week Friday when my videos would normally go up. So, you can read that written review on Friday if you would prefer to read instead so of watch the review. Um and all our other stuff is over on our site as well. Also, remember, follow us on Twitter and on uh Instagram at play to win game for updates on the show and other little things that maybe that we may be doing over there. Um, if you follow us over on Twitter, you will know that there was no Friday video today, the day that we are recording. But we don't know we normally record on Saturdays, we're doing it a day early today because I'm gonna be at New York Comic Con tomorrow, so we gotta do it today. Um but yeah, there was no Friday video today. Uh, as Cameron said, he's had a very, 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 very yeah. busy week and just did not have time to get his video together like he was doing it, but other stuff came up and he just wasn't able to like get it done. So yeah, is what it is. Maybe it'll be able to be out this weekend, who knows? But if not, he also has another video that he's working on too that is hopefully we're going to be out by next week, Wednesday. Yeah. If things all work together as planned. Um also, again, if you want to see these videos, these really, really cool videos, subscribe to us over on YouTube, you know, Play to Win, like, comment, share, all that jazz across the board, YouTube, podcast services, it's all greatly appreciated. And, you know, just do the things, do the things and share the stuff with everybody. You know, we love it. With all that being said, we are going to get into this episode this week on the Play to Win podcast. As I already prefaced, we will be talking about Sora, finally. Finally, joining Super Smash Brothers. That'll be all. We talk about this episode. That is a joke. We are not going to be talking about that all episode <laughs> as much as I would love to. In addition to that, we will be talking about Twitch getting hacked and having a lot of lot of a uh, big important details just leaked onto the internet. And then we'll be wrapping the episode up with uh, Destiny Two Forsaken. The news is that that content is going to be vaulted and sent to the Netherlands. You know, just to to the nether realm is what I meant to say. Not the Netherlands, <laughs> the Nether Realm. Um, I was like,
1: hmm, didn't realize people in Holland were gonna get to play for still.
0: <laughs> I I mixed up my words. I apologize. I'm just excited <laughs> to talk about Sora and Smash. That's all we'll talk about right now. Ah, uh, but those will be talking about that's what we'll be talking about in this episode. Before we get to those things though, and before I can gush about Sora being in Smash at long last, we got some brief mentions to get through, and we will get through them pretty quickly first brief mention is actually one that we should have talked about last week and i forgot to get, like, put it in the doc last week for us to talk about mm. um that being that playstation is now doing free game trials uh these are timed game trials so currently as of right now as far as i know it's only available for death stranding director's cut and sackboy A big adventure and i believe it's only on ps5 um the catch with this is that like it's a five or six hour time trial that you get and you can play as much of the game as you want in that time. But the catch is the timer starts once you down, once you start downloading, it doesn't start once you start the game. So if you have bad internet, um, this is not for you. If you have no. good internet and you can get through the download pretty fast, by all means do this, but um it's like a, a step forward and a step back at the same time. That's yeah. kind of, they need to fix that. Uh, sticking in the PlayStation realm, though, the PlayStation Now games for October have been announced. Those are The Last of Us Part Two, Fallout 76, Desperados 3, Amnesia Collection, Get Another Zombie Defense, Victor Vran Overkill Edition, and Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Those are all in PlayStation Now, as of now, if I'm correct. Um, Microsoft and Adidas, they are collaborating on some new sneakers. They look cool. They are all meant just to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Xbox. So you want to try and get your hands on them? Go read about them. Go see if you can get some.
1: Uh, Karen. Uh, I just want to quickly tag on that they are also releasing a 20th anniversary controller and headset.
0: Yes, they are doing that as well. I honestly, I know people like the controller. I'm not really a fan of controllers that like have the translucent stuff like where you can see Neither am I. Like when I was younger, I was like, this is so cool. Now that I'm older, I'm just like, eh, it doesn't really appeal to me that much. But hey, it's a nice little thing for the uh, 20th anniversary. So there is that um and we're crossing new horizons we got the date for the direct that's going to be happening that'll be on october 15th at 7 a.m pacific time 10 a.m eastern time i believe that is uh, 3 3 p.m your time karen yes so it'll be roughly 20 minutes long just giving us updates on what's going to be coming in this new wave of content we already know brewster in the cafe is going to be coming to the um to the museum in the game whatever else is going to be coming we don't know. But we will find out on October 15th. Joe um, Shelley is the new director of Diablo 4. He's taking over the role from former director Jose Barriga, who was let go from Blizzard this year after the lawsuit against the company came out. In case you don't remember, the lawsuit we're talking about is the one in which the state of California was suing them, uh, suing at Division of Blizzard specifically, in regards to just basically poor workplace conditions, frat boy-like workplace culture, um, sexual harassment, discrimination, pay discrepancies, so on and so forth. And I actually forgot to put in the brief mentions here. Another little thing in regards to this, um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I saw the headlines, didn't get to read into it too much. But the DFEH, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing, who was, you know, bringing up the case against uh, Blizzard Activision. If I'm right, they are basically I saw a spoiler headline. I think they said that they're like. Uh, They're not going for the settlement that Activision Blizzard uh, was doing the last week that we talked about. Yeah, I didn't get to read the actual stories, but I saw the headlines. I meant to put it in here. I do want to mention it uh, since it is another update in this long wave of news. Yes, Karen.
1: Uh, I have one more thing to tack on to that, which I saw earlier today. At the end, didn't read into it. But apparently, uh, the state of California is stepping in to stop Blizzard from destroying evidence about sexual harassment
0: yes i did see that one as well and it's just do better do better activision do better blizzard it's as simple as that yep um another company let's talk about a better company though that being rockstar uh at long last the gca remastered trilogy was finally announced it's going to be coming to all major platforms this year mobile will be next year uh we didn't get a trailer or anything literally just like the shortest of like announcement teasers where you just kind of see like the silhouette of like the cover girl from each game. And it's just like, I guess there's music for each one playing in the background. I didn't listen to it. I just kind of watched it. Um But yeah, it's called the, um, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy definitive edition that's coming. And the versions of each of these games that's already on platforms will be delisted. So those will be delisted and that this will be the only way to play GTA 3 Vice City as an going forward. Unless you already have the versions that are already out there now. Stick it in the Rockstar area. Their website for Agent is gone. Agent is that long, like, formally announced game for the PS3 days that was supposed to be a Sony exclusive and just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. Everyone figured the game was canceled since we haven't heard about it at all. And although Rockstar never even officially said it was canceled, it's canceled. Let's just say it's canceled and keep on moving on with our lives as we wait for GTA 6. Um... Ghost Recon Frontline has been announced. It's a free-to-play battle royale with a couple different modes, but the main one features 102 players and teams of three trying to be extracted from the map. Um, I have read the article about it. Didn't read too much into it, though. I, it's, it is just yet another free-to-play game from Ubisoft and you know the way they're, they're just expanding their different IPs and all. So that's the thing that's happening. Karen, you look confused.
1: No, no, move on. I'm I'm doing math in my head. Okay, gotcha.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. I tried to do the same thing, but it works out. It's 34. Three yeah. times 30 is 90. Then 93, 96, 99. Yeah. There you go. 34 teams. Um, Sony is dropping PayPal and credit card payment methods for the PS3 and VR stores. So that's the thing that's happening. Randy Pitchford has stepped down as Gearbox Software's president. He is still the CEO and president of Gearbox as a whole but he will now be the CEO and president of Gearbox Studios, the company's film and TV division. Uh, he's, being replaced as, he's being replaced by former chief technology officer um, Steve Jones for the role of Gearbox Software's president. Uh, final few ones right here. Apple made more money on games in 2019 than Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Activision combined. did a read into it in terms of how much, but that is a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah. Especially when you throw Activision into the win, you know, into that. It's just like, wow, okay, you're making a lot of money then. Um, Friday the 13th developer, they're making a Ghostbusters game. Cool for all the Ghostbusters fans. Idols Montreal and Idols Sherbrooke, I believe is how, is how you pronounce that uh, second studio's name. They both switch to a four-day work week congratulations to them i i read their blog post i don't remember all specifics of it but they basically said that you know the same thing that other studios have said that have done this they like yeah we tried and we saw that actually like this works pretty well for us so yeah. we're gonna do this and as you know it just improves our work-life balance and the health of our employees and stuff like that and we're mm-hmm. not like crunching more work into this four-day work week we're just you know being smarter about how we do our work and our productivity yeah. and stuff so good on you guys good for them mm-hmm. And last but not least, uh, Idols Montreal's, you know, other, the other company in the, you <laughs> know, the Square Enix umbrella, uh, Crystal Dynamics, they're in a butt of hot water with fans right now because Marvel's Avengers is adding paid XP boost and fans are not happy about that. It's <laughs> basically, if I'm right, it's like the, the paid XP boost, it's like you you buy this booster that increases the rate at which you get gear and experience and stuff. And <laughs> like they already, it, it's bad because they already said before in the past that they were never going to add like any pay to win stuff to the game. Yeah. So one, they're walking that back, but two, two or earlier this year, um, they had, they made it so that the time to level up took longer. Hmm. I did I didn't read the reasoning why at the time because I wasn't playing the game, but early like earlier they said, yeah, are going to make it take longer to level up. <laughs> So it's like you made it long, take longer to level up. And now if people want to level up faster and get of gear faster, they gotta, you know, pay for these boosts for that. Yeah. Seriously. It's it's just right after the game came to Game Pass and got a nice influx
1: of players yeah. too.
0: That happens, it's like, and here's the here's we're gonna drop the other shoe now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's something I was gonna mention As I saw someone earlier this week that was like it's actually doing pretty well on Game Pass. So
0: mm-hmm. And it's like it, I figured it would, and again, like yeah. I definitely recommend if you have Game Pass, give it a sh- like. This is the best time to play it. It's Game Pass. You you have you know you only have to pay the Game Pass fee. You don't have to like buy it on its own and stuff. The story itself is worth the price of admission. In this case, only being the price of a Game Pass subscription. Like it, it seriously is. It's a fun and good story. I really enjoyed it. Now, if you want to do the multiplayer stuff and like the the, the long ride afterwards and I don't know about that but I mean at this point you know you just got the game pass descriptions so
1: yeah. just...
0: but yeah that happened and that will also round out our brief mentions for this all right so Karen Sora's in Smash yeah I could it's... finally say Sora is in Smash it feels yeah. so good to say
1: that yeah, that's, uh, that's that's cool. Uh, moving on, right? No, we are not moving on. We are
0: not moving on. I have waited <laughs> 13 years to be able to say those words. Sora is in smash. Those four words. It, it still feels just as unbelievable now as it did on Tuesday when this happened. If you have been living under a rock... And don't know <laughs> Sora from Kingdom Hearts has joined Super Smash Brothers and broke the I don't want maybe you know what I'm gonna say. It. He broke the internet when yeah. this happened. I you know, let me let me just hear what you think. I know you're not really a smash person, you just got old, but I just want to hear your thoughts real quickly on this, if you have any before I go off (laughs) because I've been waiting to talk about this in depth and give my feelings on since Tuesday. And I need to, but I just want to hear what you
1: say first. Um it's cool. I like I I I, I understand the hype behind it, right? Because like everyone has been asking for Sora and Smash basically since Smash came out. So um more more specifically
0: since Brawl. Because yeah. Brawl was the first one that introduced third party characters as guest characters. Okay. So ever since then, it was like, whoa. Cause before that, it was like only Nintendo characters. Yeah. So then Brawl was like Snake. It was like, wait, hold on, what? And then <laughs> Sonic. It was just like, mm. whoa, wait a minute. The floodgates are open now. Third party people could be in Smash. And that from then on,
1: people have been asking for Sora. Continue. Yeah. Steve Steve from Minecraft can be in Smash. What? Uh, right. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm very happy for the people that um, that this applies to, The like people who were excited for this. As Tyler reaches for his keyboard, uh, hey, you're hard. Like, you key. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> um, I will probably eventually get all the like fighter passes, so I will eventually play Sora and Smash. But yeah, it's cool.
0: Okay. I agree with you. It is cool, but I also agree it is far more than cool. All right, here we go. The gloves are coming off. I am unchained. I am free to say what I got to say about this. This was legitimately not what I expected at all in the slightest bit. I, let me, let me walk you through this. I'm sitting at my desk. The show starts and we are like they're like, all right, we'll do the me fighters first. Cool. Me fighters. two splatoon characters. All right, fine. Next one comes up. I'm like, fingers crossed, it's not Sora, Doom Slayer. Sorry, Doom Slayer. You out. You're <laughs> deconfirmed out yeah. the running. Anyone who wanted him, I apologize, but I'm also not sorry. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. Sora's still in the running. So then Sakurai's like, take a look at this. The final fighter, take a look. And the trailer starts. For those who haven't seen it, Karen will throw it up now. Trailer starts and it's like a homage. It calls it's a call back to the very first announcement trailer of the game. All the fighters are standing from the flaming emblem, and the fire the fire goes out and one ember just hits the ground. And you see all the characters. They're all their like trophies. They're all like their amiibos, basically. And then Mario he wakes up and he steps off his trophy. He goes to the ember. He just walks over to it. At this point, some people are thinking. Is a demon this is like Dark Souls were doing here, right? Like, whoa, mm-hmm. is this Dark Souls reveal? Is this about to be Cinder Ace, a Pokemon that no one wanted? <laughs> so then I'm sitting on one, I'm like, what is this? What's happening? And he reaches into the fire, he grabs something and then tosses it, just tosses it into the sky. He tosses it. And I'm like, okay, is that like a kunai or is it a sword? What is it that he just threw? And it's spinning and spinning, and it's on fire. And then it stopped and it was still on fire. But the second it stopped, I saw the outline and I was like, no way. <laughs> and then they cut till you see the Mickey emblem. And at that moment, Karen, I'm at my desk at work. I got to be quiet. I can't be losing it. But internally, <laughs> I was losing my mind. I wanted, I was bouncing in my chair as quietly as I can <laughs> while still being super excited. I was like, no way, no way. And then it's the kingdom key. It's the kingdom key. And the kingdom key opens. It opens a keyhole. It opens the door. And then in that moment, the simple and clean orchestration kicks in this iconic piece of music. And I say this not as a kingdom hearts fan. That is legitimately an iconic piece of music. If you've heard it, no one can argue that that is not a beautiful song. I would make a case. It is one of the best songs in gaming period. Uh, but it starts and then as soon as like when you see the keyblade you know it's about to go down but it it happens and then sora floats on out and he flies over every like he floats on out and then he's like hovering over everyone and like the light is shining down on him and everyone's just looking up at him then it's like he's here <laughs> and sora flies over everyone and the music's playing and it's so magical and i'm just sitting there just like, Oh my gosh, this can't be is this happening? This can't be real. This cannot be real. Kieran, if I was not at work, I would have been crying. I was, I was like tearing up at my desk watching <laughs> this. This is all I've ever wanted. And because I was at work, I couldn't like express my emotions the way I wanted to, but I was tearing up. And then he just lands, he gets the keyblade, and he says, Let's go. And it pops up on screen. Sora is finally here. And it's just like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. I simply cannot believe this at all. Like, as Sakurai said in the presentation, this was very difficult to make happen. Yeah the 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 the, the licensing nightmare, the logistics behind it all is why all Kingdom Hearts fans thought it would be near impossible for Sword to get in. Because it's not just that he's, like, a Square Enix character. Kingdom Hearts is owned by Disney. Yeah. And it's not, like, 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 it's not, like, it's a, let me rephrase this. Because, like, the right situation is kind of weird where Kingdom Hearts are, like, complicated. Square Enix makes the games, but it's a Disney IP. It's a Disney property. All mm-hmm. the characters, even, like, Sora, Kairi, Riku, they're all Disney characters, technically. It's all a Disney IP. Square Enix just makes the games. So because of that and just so how intrinsically tied Sora is to Disney, it was just like people just thought it would be near impossible for it yeah. to happen. We never thought it would. So the fact that he that it did just blew our minds. And then what makes it like even crazier and more like perfect full circle is the fact that Sora um Sakurai said that years ago, when Smash on Smash for the Wii U and the 3DS, when that was going on, they did a fighters ballot poll, right, online, mm-hmm. where people could vote, like uh, put in a name for a character that you want to be in the game, right? They never released the results of the ballot until that until that day, until Tuesday <laughs> when Sorrow got announced. Reason being, back then, Bayonetta, they said Bayonetta won the poll, right? Mm-hmm. And I think she was like number one in one region and number two in a different region or three in some, it was something like that. Yeah. But the overwhelming, the like the overall winner across the board was Sora. Mm. Sora actually won the poll six years ago, but they never released the results because they didn't want fans to go hounding their different like character companies. Yeah. Like, hey, let them in Smash and stuff. So like, that's why we're just now finding out it's like Sora was the, win years ago And well he didn't win years ago but because it wasn't able to happen back then he didn't get in so because so now we come here the final character of smash ultimates dlc as i told you last week final character of this dlc potentially the final smash game potentially even well no potentially the final smash game from sakurai specifically even more potentially maybe the final smash game period yeah, but definitely the last Smash game with this roster. There's no way we get this roster again. No. So having him finally come in, mm-hmm. yeah, after all this time with all that context, makes it that much better. It just does. It just the impact is just there. So like, you know, Sakura does his whole presentation. The stage is Hollow Bastion. I'm not the biggest fan of the stage. Like, here's the thing: I love everything about this because it's Sora. Sora looks <laughs> great. His moves look cool. He has a bunch of cool different costumes that like pay homage to, uh, to his outfits in Kingdom Hearts One, Two, mm-hmm. Dream Drop Distance, and Three. Some of his different drive forms and stuff. It, he looks great. I'm not a fan of the world per se. I figured like whatever the stage they would do, it would be like a hey, we're gonna like it's one of the moving stages that Smash does. It kind of like moves around a yeah. space and all. Figured it would be like that. I hope it would be one that would travel between some of like the Kingdom Hearts original worlds, like Destiny Islands, Traverse Town, Twilight Town, something like that. This one, it's just Hollow Bastion from Kingdom Hearts 1. I was like, eh, okay, that's fine. But it does a cool thing where when you go, like after a certain amount of time on like a, when time's about to run out and when there's like barely any stocks left, it transitions to like the dive to heart thing. And it's cool. And like in the background, it represents different characters and stuff. From Kingdom Hearts, but um, there is no Disney in this at all, like when the only Disney thing in this like Disney iconic thing and Sora's like with Sora is his kingdom key, because on the Kingdom yeah. key, it's the Mickey emblem here, yeah, that is the only Disney thing <laughs> Donald and Goofy do not appear here, they don't appear in anything. Mickey does not appear in anything at all, in any way, shape, or form, yeah. There are no Disney songs. Nothing. It is like strictly Sora, his Keyblade. And then all like the world, like the world, like, like I said, holabash in the stage from Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, the music, I'm pretty sure all the music is just from Kingdom Hearts 1. Some of those songs might like be used in other games, but like they are strictly yeah. Kingdom Hearts 1 songs. So like, I just imagine they were like, you got you to gotta work at Kingdom Hearts 1 stuff, son. <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah. Like, I wish, you know, again, I wish it was a thing where, like, is Destiny Islands only, or Destiny Islands and Traverse Town and Twilight Town just, like, traveling between the two of them and stuff. Like, that could be cool. But I'm just happy we got them at all. Yeah. I'm just so happy we got them at all. And part of, again, part of what makes this so great is it's the fact that, like I said, no one no one thought it would happen. Everyone thought it was, like, near impossible for it to happen. And we've said for years that soar deserves to be in this game he just does super smash brothers is a celebration of gaming and mm-hmm. there are many people who deserve to be in it i'm not saying that there aren't um that the other characters don't i'm not saying that master chief shouldn't be in it i'm not saying that like doomslayer or dante shouldn't be in it at all they if they got in that would be great for them it would be really really cool but kingdom hearts it's it's honestly such a it's a powerful series and it's an impactful yeah. series with just all the themes of friendship um you know fighting friendship fighting for what's right never not giving up just sticking close to those who you know who are true to who are true to you true to themselves so on and so forth it's like things like that and it's a series that has resonated with so many people and has such a worldwide global all ages appeal that like it just deserves to be in smash it deserves to be represented in smash 100%. so when sora got announced i i was shocked that he got announced and what makes this all again i'm I keep saying things a bit this better things that make this better <laughs> at the end of, like, he has a, his full reveal trailer is, like, really, really cool and stuff. Um, Like, the final bit, it just got me in my feels again. Just, like, because just the different references that it has, the music that's playing in the background is just so perfect. But at the end of his full reveal trailer, him and Mario shake hands mm. in front of the Smash emblem, and you see all the characters in the back. And it's just, like, wow. Like, it's, like, a it's, like, a side of, like, welcome welcome to smash you are in the pantheon of gaming if you think about it smash is like just like yeah if you want to think about smash could kind of be like a mount rushmore of sorts of gaming in a sense a giant one of course but a mount rushmore of gaming in a sense and it's like sora being in it him and mario shaking hands they it's like welcome you you are in the mount rushmore of gaming you are in you are an icon of gaming. As as he is, as Kingdom Hearts fans have been saying for years, that's not to say Master Chief isn't, that's not to say Dante isn't, but Sora is. He just undeniably is globally everywhere, not just in America, like Master Chief would be, as opposed to like Japan. Like Master Chief doesn't have that same appeal. Sora, Japan, America, Europe, anywhere. Just he just tonic appeal and all. Yeah. So there's that when you add on to the fact. That after this reveal, when I tell you my entire timeline was mm-hmm. just celebrating yep. Sora and Smash. And I don't just mean like fans, I don't just mean that. I mean industry, like nah, what's the word? Um in like uh what's the word? What's the word, what's the word? Like gaming community um influencers mm. and personalities were celebrating him in Smash. Yeah. You had Developers tweeting out good for like celebration for him to smash. Like Insomniac posted a picture of Ratchet with the with the hidden wrench that's that's supposed to be a keyblade. It's in the game. It's in ripped apart. Yeah, they tweeted a picture basically saying we're gonna crash. We're gonna crush some boxes. Like say, hey, celebrating him being there. The Wonderlands for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Mm-hmm. They tweeted out a picture saying it was like the old meme format. It was like, um. Something about the kingdom of hearts where you lose your heart to something like that, and they said celebrate, like congratulations to the slashy key boy. Just like (laughs) we got a whole different developer out here, yeah, celebrating him being in Smash. You have Reggie Fizeme tweeting out hashtag thank you Sakurai, just like all the fans were with Mm -hmm. that final shot of Sora and Mario shaking hands. You had just all these people in the industry saying like, this is such an iconic moment such a big moment Mm -hmm. for smash for kingdom hearts and for gaming period it just is and seeing all that really made the moment hit even harder for me because as um as Cameron Hawkins said here on Twitter, he, for those who don't know Cameron Hawkins, he used to be at Dual Shockers, he left there earlier this year, doing my time right, I'm pretty sure it was earlier this year, and he's been on IGN's Unlocked podcast and stuff, he, he's he been around doing stuff yeah. and everything, but um, he tweeted yesterday, I still can't believe it, it's crazy how significant of a moment we witnessed in video game history yesterday. Uh, how redeeming and validating it is to Kingdom Hearts fans everywhere. I don't know if I'll ever experience anything to this magnitude for me in gaming ever again, which is 100 true. And then that's when I said to him, you know, it wasn't just this moment. He posted this creation of Mario shaking hands and stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, I basically I said the same thing I just told you. It was the industry wide reaction to it. And I said that all of that, uh, seeing everyone celebrate this moment, just solidified how widespread Kingdom Hearts impact and popularity is. And no one can take that away. And like, it really was just like, I I, I say this as a Kingdom Hearts fan, but not even just as a Kingdom Hearts fan, as someone who, Kingdom Hearts is my favorite gaming series of all time. While I may, while it's not my favorite game anymore, God of War and Persona 5 Royal have surpassed Kingdom Hearts 2 as my favorite game of all time. While that is the case, Kingdom Hearts is still my favorite gaming series of all time, full stop, no exceptions. It means the absolute world to me. It has shaped me <clears throat> into the person that I am today. Sora is, again, full stop, my favorite character in any form of media, period. He just is. Like, I I love characters from anime like Naruto and Deku from My Hero. They, like had an impact on me for sure. But Sora, without a doubt, has just had such an impact on me. He is like my favorite character in anything. So seeing, so hearing that music kick in, seeing that keyblade in the trailer, and then seeing him come on out and fly around, I just was like a kid. I, I was going to say a kid in a candy shop, but it's not even like that. It was like, I haven't felt a feeling like that since Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced in 2013. I, and when that was announced, I was just in disbelief. But even then, that was a thing where it's like, we know it's coming. It's just a matter of, when. Yeah. this was a thing we never thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like many people who held off, many people still believed. But even those who believed knew that the chances were slim to none, if not impossible. But there were still many that hoped and believed. And I was one where I hoped and believed, but again, I, I knew it was slim to none. And just seeing them out Seeing him come out like that, seeing everyone's reaction to it, seeing just the fans—like if you've been following me on Twitter, I'm sorry, but also not sorry, because every single day, like all day Tuesday, I was just liking and retweeting every single Kingdom Hearts thing. But I saw yep. it. I've been doing it all week long. I'm sorry, Can't but confirm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Karen can confirm <refer> me has seen it. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Like this means everything to me. This is just such a big deal. It's so important. And I'm just, I'm still in disbelief. I genuinely am. Like when I look at pictures of him in the game, I'm just like, This looks so weird. I never thought <laughs> you'd be here. I never thought you'd be here. So yeah. When when he comes out, he drops on the 18th. They said he comes out on the 18th. The Me Fighter characters come out the same day as well. Um when he comes out. I'm most definitely going to be playing as him. He is forever my main. Sorry Sonic, but um just <laughs> like the Toy Story, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have been demoted to my secondary main. Sora will be my 100% main from here on in. Um I will probably do a previews video on him, like a preview, like an impression type video on what it's like playing as him. Um yeah. Just like this is amazing. And it's been it was also really heartwarming seeing just all the fans specifically Kingdom Hearts fans, but also not Kingdom Hearts fans, doing the hashtag, thank you, Sakurai. Because this man has been working on this game, working on this series for so long and putting so much of his, like, energy and life and self into Ultimate. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, this
0: game has been a labor of love for him. Such a labor of love. So, like, thank you, Sakurai, for making Super Smash Ultimate, the game that it is, Thank you for making it such a fun experience to play by yourself or with friends. Thank you for making this tribute to gaming, this ode to gaming, and just paying so much love and putting so much care into how all these different characters from all these different games across like generations and across publishers and developers, just how they're represented in Smash, whether it be as a spirit, whether it be as an assist trophy, whether it be as a Pokeball, um, it's not sorry, not Pokeball Pokemon, an item, uh, a character that just pops up in the background of a stage, whatever however it may be, thank you for what you've done with all of that, all the songs that are just in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, how you managed to get all those in there, <laughs> just thank you for all that. It's we 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 all mean it genuinely from the bottom of our hearts thank you so much for everything you've done with super smash brothers ultimate uh and the super smash brothers series as a whole uh if this is your last game and if this is your last smash game do what you need to do you deserve your break you deserve your rest do whatever you want to do if this is you if you plan to retire from gaming after this period well-deserved and you earned it mm-hmm. take your rest <laughs> take your leave good sir um you you just you know thank you so much and i speak for myself and many from the kingdom hearts community when i say thank you sakurai <laughs> for getting Sora into smash i know it could not have been easy couldn't it was i'm sure it was very very difficult but we all honestly truly from the bottom of our hearts thank you so so very much and the last bit I'll put here, Kingdom Hearts series is also coming to the Switch via the cloud. That's a disappointment in yeah. my opinion. That's a bit of a disappointment in my opinion. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. I was like, he said it's coming to Switch. I was like, yeah! So I was like, via the cloud. Kidding me, man. Kingdom Hearts still on the cloud, I understand. But 1.5 and 2.5, they, the, they can't be native ports. I would have bought those in a heartbeat. Now I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is what it is. So yeah. So yeah,
1: like, you know, Mediocre news, I guess.
0: Mediocre news.
1: <laughs> you
0: I was the right person to host this podcast this week. Oh, yeah. And I was the wrong person to host this podcast <laughs> this week. Depending on how you want depending on how you want to look at it. If you don't like Kingdom Hearts and you don't like Smash, I was the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even if I even if this was Karen's week to host. I would have taken the lead on this section for sure. I would have been like Karen, oh, nope, I'm sorry, you are not doing I am doing this section. It is the first
1: thing on the docket. First thing on the docket. Yeah. No, like I I would have introduced it like so a uh, new Final Fantasy characters joining uh joining. I, would have, I would have been like Karen,
0: no, no, cut that out, <laughs> cut that out, <laughs> redo that. Either redo that or I'm introduced this properly. We're not putting put some respect on Sora's name. Put some respect
1: on his name. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's the whole time we have. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, see you next week.
0: It wasn't a full hour like I joked to Kieran <laughs> talking about yeah. Smash Sora and Smash, but I feel like we talked about it a good amount, really good amount. Um ah, so happy. So happy he's finally there. Our boy made it. Our boy made yep. it Sora for Smash. There we go. Twitch was hacked. The very uh like the day after the Sora news on Wednesday of this week, Twitch suffered a major, major hack. Um, I'm reading this article by Tom Warren over at The Verge titled Twitch Source Code and Creator Payouts Part of a Massive Leak. Reading from his article, Tom says, Twitch appears to have been hacked, leaking source code for the company's streaming service, an unreleased Steam competitor from Amazon Game Studios, and details of creator payouts. An anonymous poster on the 4chan messaging board has released a 125 gigabyte torrent which they claim includes the entirety of Twitch and its comment history. The poster claims the leak is designed to, quote, foster more disruption and competition in the online video streaming space, end quote. Um, The Verge did confirm that the leak was real and that the code was as recent as this week as well. And then like a couple, I think it was like either hours later, that same day or the next day. I think it was the next day. Um, Yesterday, Thursday, as of recording this, um, is when I believe Twitch kind of came out and confirmed. They're like, "Yeah, yeah. this happened. We suffered a data breach." Um, but they said they were like, they were they were on it. They were trying to take care of it, yeah. get on top of it, and stuff like that. Um, so the highlights of this leak, like like we said, there's kind of there's a lot of things in it, but the main highlights of it are three years of creator payouts have been re- like divulged, released, revealed. The website's source code. Uh, an unreleased Steam competitor called Vapor and Twitch's internal security tools. Kieran, what are your thoughts on this? Because when I when I I was on my way to work, I think when VGC when I saw VGC's article because they were the first ones to talk about this at all on two, Wednesday, and I saw this and I was like, "Wait, hold on, what?" I was like, "What? Seriously?" And like I had read their article and I was just like, "Whoa." this is crazy. And I'm surprised I actually haven't seen so as many people making a big, a big deal about it as I thought I would like people have been talking about it, but I haven't seen like the amount of concern and shock that I would have expected from this. Like I would have expected a whole lot of people to have not, I guess a similar sense of urgency that they had to the Activision Blizzard thing. Yeah. Not to say they're on the same scale, but this is still like a huge news story for the gaming yep. com- industry and stuff like that um considering what got released and stuff um so what what is your take on this because I'm, I'm just like, wow this is this is bad. this is not good at all.
1: Yeah no I I, I was the same uh, I, I can't remember exactly when I saw it, but when I saw it, I was like, oh word I can't say on the podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> that's bad. That's real bad, considering that you have leaked... Well, the, it, like, the information that's been leaked is, like, highly sensitive. Like, I am sure all of the people's payout history that got leaked is stuff they probably wouldn't want out there for reasons that I think we'll go into in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that I I hadn't heard the name... I I, I saw the they had, like, a Steam competitor, but <laughs> it's called Vapor... <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> really? It, I read
0: that I was like, okay, that's a bit cheeky, but like that yeah. that's fun. That's a bit funny. I, I
1: that was a bit uh, funny. Yeah, me. no, it's it's funny, but it's also Twitch going like, ha-ha, ha-ha, screw you, Valve. And um, it's like
0: I, I also saw some people just real quick, didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, I saw no, some people saying like, it's funny that they call it vapor, but like, you know, in the gaming space, vaporware is a very common term. Mm -hmm. So like watch this end up just being vaporware as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, this is bad. Like probably and most notably the source code for Twitch. Right. That's And their internal security tools. Yeah. That's real bad. Like like almost as bad as it can get so twitch should probably handle that and i saw that they had said that it was due to like they were changing up something in their server configuration and there was something that wasn't um accounted for and that's the reason this took place which, uh, i don't see that um i'll, I'll see if i can find it here in a second when uh when you're talking so don't take up too much time um yeah this is real bad like real bad
0: yeah, like and it's it's so bad that like it's crazy that this happened days after they said, Hey, you know, they've kind of announced what they're gonna do to yeah. try and help streamers with um hate raids and follow bots and stuff like that. Like days, if not a week after it's just like, Oh yeah, and now we're gonna release the source code. So now people, if they like you know, they go ahead and find the source code and everything, they may be able to try and find a way to easily get around it if they have the source code i mean i'm not a tech guy i'm not a web designer and you know software engineer i'm none of that so for all i know i could be wrong but my understanding of like source code and their internal security tools is these are the things that like are the backbone of the website Mm -hmm. this is literally what is having the website put together and stuff yeah and if people have access to it I imagine that means that they can find a way to get around that stuff or get through it. And if they can, and if these new hate raid and blocking tools and stuff that Twitch has implemented is in this source code, because I mean, as the virtue has said, like, if I'm correct, the source code is as recent as this week, Mm -hmm. then that means that people who want to get around that stuff could probably look at the source code and Twitch's internal security tools and get around it right away.
1: Yeah, so I, I have the thing. Uh, yes, source code is basically how Twitch works. Yeah, um, so. so yeah, real bad. Um, but reading from one of their blog uh, blog posts, they said, we've learned that someday it was exposed to the internet due to an error in a Twitch server configuration change that was subsequently accessed by a malicious third party.
0: Yeah, this this is not good. I think they did say that people's like passwords and account information and stuff wasn't accessed. Um, but they still recommended everyone change your passwords, two fencer, two-factor authentication if you don't already have it um activated. Yeah. And they said they automatically um change everyone's stream keys. Yeah. So if you haven't done what you need to do, like go ahead and maybe change your passwords and stuff, just to be safe on the off chance that the person who did this leak um has access to that information and everything. Yeah. But um like you kind of mentioned earlier in terms of the payouts people not wanting that information to be out there and all cuz you know you don't want you don't want other people knowing how much money you make. It's just like as a personal thing. People don't want others yeah, exactly. knowing how much they make unless you are my significant other
1: and so, or like someone who needs to know. If you don't yeah. need to know, I don't yeah. want you to know. Yeah, or like the IRS. <laughs> <This> IRS. <laughs> what?
0: Who's gonna be out here trying to evade do tax evasion? It's like, what (laughs) you don't want to end up like Wesley Snipes now, okay? Like, be careful here. Um, but I didn't see too much of this, but I saw many people reacting to this. It didn't surprise me. Many gamers apparently were upset with the amount of money that some of these streamers were making. Uh, I didn't see the official document for like the streamer payouts. But I saw like screenshots of like a certain section of like the payouts and everything. And people, some of the people up there were making in the millions. I don't know if that was like yearly. I imagine that was yearly how much they were making, but people up there making millions of dollars and everything mm-hmm. like that. And there were people just upset. There was like, how could you be making this much money? I don't like that you're making this much money. You don't do you lie to us and so on and so forth. And I'm of the mindset of why do you care? Yeah. It's none of your business. One, how much money these people make. Two, you should be able to just guess or figure that these some yeah. of these people make as much money as they do, like just by looking at how much how many subs they have. And I like I thought this before I saw this tweet. Um, but uh, one tw- uh, one person on over on Twitch and on YouTube, um, Moist Critical. You, some people might know him. Uh, he tweeted out, "Super weird to see people freak out about Twitch income and act like it was some big secret, which somehow is publicly yeah. available. Take that number and multiply by multiply by 2 or three point five, and you're there." I made a whole video on it. It's not the Krabby Patty formula. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, like the thing,
0: like. I mean, I didn't know like the the formula you needed to do to figure this out. But I mean, I would have assumed that like some of these big name Twitch streamers out there who have millions of subscribers or hundreds of thousands of subscribers, we're making bank. Yeah. Like I would have assumed as much. So I would, I don't see why so many people are like, you're not a broke out here. You're not middle-class like me. How could you? Yeah. how could you defy my image of you that i had in my head i i just don't understand it and like some streamers were joking i'm sorry i'm just going to no, 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 make this final point here like some people were like joking about it and everything like that um uh, like joked about like the outrage that was there or like the potential outrage that people were going to give to them like directly
1: yeah
0: um and then others were pointing out like hey like look at this pay discrepancy like in terms of like women and men or women of color or people of color and white streamers and stuff. Just like, actually look at this. Like we've been telling you for a hot minute, like look who the top ones are and look at us who like also like do great stuff or like arguably better stuff than them, but look how much money they're getting because of color of their skin or their sexual, like their, what what would you say? Gender? Yeah. Their gender. Yes. Their gender. Yeah. Um, and I, I was like, that's also like a fair point. But again, this is also why you don't want this information out there to yeah. avoid these. You don't want this information out there as a creator because you don't want unnecessary hatred drawn your way. Twitch doesn't want this information out there because then anger comes back to them in terms of, so we've been asking for better pay. And this disparity is what's going on with this. You get what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's same as like any job. Your your bosses don't want you sharing your pay information with your with your coworkers and stuff mm-hmm. because they don't want other people coming up to them saying, I want to raise this person yeah. gets paid this much and I get paid this much, but I do this much work and they do this much work. So what's up with that? Like yeah, it's
1: just a hot mess across the board. Yeah. Um I've I have a few points on the like backlash to people finding out how much you know all these Twitch streamers are getting paid. One none of your business they make as much money as kind of tying in my second point it's not like they chose to make that much money i i just like want to throw that out there that like it's not their fault that they made you know millions and millions of dollars it's uh-huh. you know each individual person's choice to subscribe to a channel or to cheer or to donate or anything like that so it's not like they were like yeah you know i think i think i want to make seven million dollars this year Uh, That just (laughs) happened Like Like Pogimane has Said numerous times Like I Like like I have seven figures Sitting in my bank And I don't need it Like Mm -hmm. I mean some of these creators Don't even want to be making That much money It's just because of the size Of their audience And how popular they are They're making this much money Something I thought Was very interesting um, If you're going to say A person's name Specifically
0: And their amount Don't say it I just want to say that I did not know if you were going to I was Let's Let's kind of I personally would rather just keep their names and stuff out of it. If you okay. want to say like the amount but not the person's name by all means or like where their placement is,
1: sure, but I'd rather keep their names out of it. Okay. Um someone who I thought would have made more money than they did made 9.6 9.6 million dollars between August 2019 and September 2021. Um and where are they placed on this list like number wise? I don't know. I just oh. I, I i literally just googled
0: okay gotcha um, okay that's fine i thought the image go. you were looking at might have had like the numbers next to them like their placement and stuff uh, no, well. the, one, the one i saw i think like whoever was at the top or near the top was like like 20 something million around there it was like a lot of money
1: yeah i'm trying to see if i can find it uh, doesn't matter um but yeah, that's like, you also have no right to dictate who makes how much money. Like, mm. I, I don't have any right to go up to Tim the Tatman and say, you make too much money. Like, <laughs> no one has any right to do that. He makes as uh-uh. much money as he does. That's really the 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 end of the discussion. There's not yeah. anything you can do to change it. There's not anything you can do to influence it. And, like, if you're a fan of Tin the Tatman and you, like, are outraged of how much money he makes, then you're probably, like, partly at fault for that, for subscribing to him and cheering it and, when like, you know, watching his ads and buying his merch and all that. Like, just, it doesn't matter. Like, who cares if Pogimane makes, you know, millions of dollars a year? Who cares? it affects my life in no way shape any in any shape or form whatsoever
0: right and i like if you're mad at this just want just think about how much money Well, better yet don't think about how much money they make from sponsorships or youtube channels that they have youtube channels or deals and other things that they might do maybe yeah. don't think about that if you're upset about this you'll have a heart attack and end up rolling around in your grave if you you don't start thinking any harder about it Yeah. Uh, I I also saw some people on Twitter, uh, I think it was Cliff Blazinski, but specifically he tweeted a reaction to this. I'm actually going to try and pull it up right now. Uh, Cliff here we go. Um, Going down, going down. Gotta go to yesterday. Here we go. He said, oh, it was two days ago. Sorry. He said uh Cliff Blazinski, in case you don't know or remember, he's the creator of Gears of War franchise. Uh, he was highly associated with Epic Games for a long time. He went off to do his own thing, started his own studio. Um, they tried, like, two three games, but they both failed. One of them was, like, a battle royale game that was, like, dead on arrival. Um, so I don't think he's really much in the games space this day. Um, but that's just a little background on who he is. He said, I respect the hell out of content creators. It's hard work. But looking at the... Not going to lie. It upsets me that so many are making way more money. Than most of the game developers that made the games they stream.
1: Mm-hmm. Then he
0: followed it up by saying, for the idiots out there, I'm not saying I don't hate that content creators can make bank. Good for them. I just want devs to get paid more. Yeah. Which is very true. And I saw mm-hmm. like a number of different other drones kind of jokingly saying like, really, I chose the wrong profession. Uh, yeah. Like y'all are making way more money than me. <laughs> and it's yeah. like it, it points out again, it points out a very good thing. Just like all these devs that slave away to make these games apparently are getting paid significantly less than the streamers who are playing them. And it's like, yeah. hey, we should we should increase the pay for game developers out there, increase their you know, works um situations.
1: Yeah. Um I I also want to kind of bring this. Point into the conversation but like specifically kind of aimed at the people who are like outraged that like these people are making this much money is I think content creation has this like stereotypical perception that like if you stream it's like oh all you do is you sit and play video games for three hours or Uh you know or or you you know you post a 10 minute video once a week like how, how, how hard can that be but like Unless you're doing it, you really, like, I, I mean, like, to some extent, like, we're content creators, right? Because we post videos on YouTube, right? So, you, right. I guess you could class us in that, you know, category of people who content creators. But, like, we're, we're not making money. Yeah, exactly. Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- exa- exactly. But my, my point being that, like, if you look at, like, Markiplier, he has just finished shooting a... Like, uh, I don't know if uh, people remember a Heist with Markiplier, his, like, special that came out, like, a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. He's just film, he's just finished shooting, like, I guess you could say, like, a sequel to that called In Space with Markiplier. And he was shooting that for months. But, like, I can't imagine the amount of, like, planning and preparation and management of things that had to go into that that put so much strain on his life while also having to continue to make videos and continue to do this and continue to do that. And manage his brand and and all of that stuff. So it's like, but at surface level, it might just be like, oh, you, like, you make these millions of dollars and all you do is sit and play video games for three hours a day, four days a week. But in the end, it's like, if you look at that behind the scenes, there is layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of stuff that goes into that which I can't even imagine if you're Tim the Tapman or Pokimane or Doctor Disrespect or anyone, how much stress that puts on your life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, having like learn all these different tools and stuff and like the unstableness and uncertainty that comes with like streaming yeah. on different sites because of, you know, people pulling ads and stuff like that and so on and so forth. Then there's also just the fact that Streaming, yeah, you, you're just like, oh, you're playing games three four hours straight. But um, that that's that's not an easy playing games for three four hours straight on camera. That's an easy thing to do. Yeah. Being entertaining and being mm-hmm. on that entire time is not an easy thing to do. That's not something that many people can do. So to for these people to be able to you know be on like really just be like they get on camera and they are on for however long they're streaming for multiple times per week, sometimes multiple times per day. Yeah. That's like that's a lot to ask of a person. Especially, you know, when I'm sure some of them have had like days where they are just like down in the dumps. They they're just having a bad day. Things are like really rough in their personal life. And then it's just like all right, I got to stream for like three, four hours. And then you're expected to get on camera and be like, hey guys, what's up? We are playing yes. this today and so on and so forth. And just make jokes and be you no know, Happy go lucky and everything like that, or be however you normally are in your streams and stuff like that, and not be like, Hey, like, I'm having a bad day. It's things are rough out here. You know, we're just gonna have a chill stream. I'm not really gonna be on like normal. I'm just gonna, you know, kind of be a bit more laid back. You're like, You can't be like that because you're not expected to be like that. And then I've even read, I'm pretty sure it was Kotaku articles back in the day. I don't remember what they were, but like, some Twitch streamers, like, they, fear, more so smaller ones, but like they fear, you know, like even taking breaks because they take a break, they go on vacation and people might just like unsub from them. Yeah. And then like if they unsub, are the people going to sub back to them when they come back from their vacation? It's like, they feel like it's just like an everyday thing. They can't miss a day in their schedule or else like they're going to end up losing, you know, a good amount of income that they could be making that they may need. Like streaming is not an easy thing. And I would 100% give like all the kudos and props to people who yeah. have been able to make a living doing streaming. I honestly wish I could. I really do. I, I would love to be able to play games and be entertaining for people. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if I got that in me, <laughs> uh, but you know, like it's just, there's so many other layers behind it that like, it, it's just silly to be mad at these people for making as much money as they do. I do want to, like, how to wrap up this discussion, though, by really asking you, what do you, th- where do we, what do we think Twitch does? Like, aside from, like, saw, like, putting, like, the, the seal on this leak and, like, getting this resolved, what do you think Twitch does after this? Because now all this pay information is out there. How do you think, like, they kind of address that? Because you can be certain that, like I said before, people are going to come to Twitch. Like, streamers are going to come to Twitch asking them, so what's up with this?
1: <laughs> yeah. What's
0: up with the with this pay stuff? How what do you think Twitch is gonna do? Do you think Twitch is gonna just kind of obviously they're probably not gonna like publicly talk about that at all in any way, shape, or no. form? But like, do you think they're just gonna try and do you think they're actually gonna try and work with these people and try and be like, all right, you know what we can we can bump up the pay that you get or whatever? Do you think that they'll you know be like, all right, we can do more ads for you or whatever the case may be? I don't know, all streamer culture and stuff like that. Or do you think they'll try and just like brush it off and sweep it under the rug and just hope that it just disappears, although it won't actually disappear? Like how do you think Twitch handles this?
1: Um first off, they can't control this information anymore. It's out there. They have they can't do anything about that. Pandora's um, box has been open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um in terms of like working with creators and being like, okay, I like, you know, we want to do better. We want to like, make sure that you get paid more. I would like to see them do that. So I would do, I think they will. No, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think they will. I think they're just going to, they are. Cause if you think about it, right. And I'm just hypothetically, we will say, cause I, I don't know how much like specific creators, but the only, the only number I've seen is for the one that I mentioned earlier without naming any names, But, like, let's say, you know, Pokimane made $10 million from her subs in 2020 to 2021. Twitch also made $10 million from Pokimane subs in 2020 to 2021. But the difference is, Pokimane made $10 million. Twitch made $10 million from Pokimane, not including any other streamer. So, like, I mean, and obviously, you know, Twitch's bills are probably going to be slightly bigger than pokemon's but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's still a hell of a profit. So, I think that's the bigger, I think that's the bigger conversation that needs to be had. Of like, Twitch makes too much money from its content creators; they take fifty percent of subs, and I, I, I mentioned this I think last week as well when we were when we were talking about Twitch. Like, they take over fifty percent of subs actually one right yeah yeah yes basically the creator gets two two dollars I mean I I haven't streamed in like two years at least well like consistently streamed for two years so it, like it could be different now I haven't looked into it but when I streamed you know they took two dollars fifty one the creator got two dollars forty nine you get one cent per bit cheered in your channel but it's like one pound fifty nine to buy a hundred bits um or like like I get a penny per bit. Um, So, like, Twitch is making bank from their content creators, and it needs to be better. They need, and like, as much as everyone's outraged at like, oh, yeah, they're making this much, I would argue they need to be paid more, because Twitch takes more than half of their revenue when they are the ones generating it from Twitch. And you like again also have to take into account that Twitch is making money from every single what every single person who's making money on their platform, whereas those people are just making money from themselves. So, and at whatever level that may be, you know, you could make ten dollars from if you're a small streamer, you can make ten million dollars if you're a big one. But I, I I think that's the bigger conversation that needs to be had of like Twitch needs to be a little bit better about how they treat their content creators, both in terms of pay. And, like, not allowing people to cancel their subs because they want to shout out.
0: Yeah. It, it's a mess. It's a hot mess. Uh, I forgot here. This, this other big thing. Hmm. Their Vapor, Steam competitor, which, according to VGC, if you go their article about this, where they broke this news and stuff, uh, Vapor is supposed to be uh, basically a Twitch type of game store. A game store on Twitch.
1: Okay.
0: How? I mean, that's those are literally all the details that we have about it, as far as I know. I don't think any more details about vapor have come out today. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what this would look like. I don't see what Twitch, what Amazon's angle on this is with Twitch specifically. Um, it it's really, it's interesting to say the least. And I mean, we know Amazon is stepping into the gaming realm more seriously now. New World has proven to be like a really successful popular game and all like that. So, I mean, maybe this is like, that'll be like the first stepping stone to give them the push to really continue on with Vapor. I, you know, I really wonder when we'll actually, if it actually becomes a thing, I wonder when we like get the official announcement and reveal of Vapor this competitor this competitive game store for steam and i'll say this much if amazon is really planning on doing this take notes from the reception to the epic game store (laughs) and know that people will not want to give up steam to use another game store (laughs) to use another client on pc gaming they're not going to want to and if you're trying to step into that realm You need to be, you need to come fully featured and actually work well. And, you know, those type of things. You need to be an enticing place for people to go and an easy place for people to use. Don't do like the Epic Game Store did and kind of be like, we're here and we got our Fortnite money to hold us over while we kind of don't really have a lot of things that you guys have over on Steam. Like, yeah. wasn't one of the things Epic Game Store lacked was, like, the option to, like, have a cart for mm-hmm. a bit? Like, it didn't have a cart for a while. I was just like, how do you not have a cart? Like, there, there were a number of things. I think they've added. I know they've added some stuff over time, but I don't know yeah. what they have added and still need to add. So I would hope Amazon took notes that entire time and, our, and kind of realized, okay, this is what we do. This is what we don't do.
1: Yeah, I mean couple of things what i i don't see anyone using this it's not something that i think that's that's going to be super successful if, neither do i if if you want any proof that that people don't leave steam when the epic game store came out they were like we're giving you two free triple a games a month basically and people were mm-hmm. like nah i think i'm gonna stick with steam so you're i mean like you say you're gonna have to come out fully featured you're gonna have to come out with things that people have been asking for. You are gonna have to have some kind of hook to bring people to your platform, because people will not leave Steam. Yeah, I mean, like,
0: if I'm correct, like it's gonna it will be deeply integrated, or maybe not deeply, but it will be integrated with Twitch in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, like, that right there could be the hook in a sense, where like maybe they have it so that you, so maybe it's like you have a profile in the store, right? Mm-hmm. And anyone that you are subbed to or follow on Twitch, you can see games that they like, like games that they like, games that they play. And that could be like, all right, let me see where this is in the store. Like, oh, my, let me, I don't know. Let me see. Ninja likes, has these games in his likes. He play he's playing these games. So he's bought these yeah. games. Huh? Let me try that one. Let me give that one a try. Let me give that one a try. Stuff like Maybe that could be one angle that they do for it. Since Twitch is such a popular um, platform and yeah. people on Twitch stream so many different games from steam, of course, but like it could I'm, I don't use steam, but I imagine it could be difficult to find things on steam. Maybe just due to like the giant amount of stuff on there. I'm just, again, I'm assuming, I don't know. I don't really use, I don't use steam at all. I'm just guessing right now, but maybe that could be one hook that they use. Uh, I'm not really sure you know maybe getting achievements in games on on um vapor can be can reward you with i don't know bits or whatever you use to you know buy subs and stuff like that maybe mm-hmm. um like twitch has enough things on that platform that I think they can hook that they can use to attach to vapor to hook people in. I think they do, and I think they yeah. can, but again, we we just have to see what they do and see what like this vapor thing actually ends up being. But just like Epic, though, they they have the money to like let this be a loss for a while.
1: Oh yeah, like Epic, mean,
0: Epic already said this. Their Epic store will be a loss to like twenty twenty four or so. It's not gonna be probably yeah. for another couple of years. Amazon, whenever they drop theirs. They most certainly will be in the same situation, almost in almost like guaranteed, just will be. But Amazon has, unlike Epic, oh, I mean, Fortnite makes them a lot of money. Um, but unlike Epic, well, the Epic has Fortnite and like Unreal Engine and stuff, but unlike Epic. Amazon, they have their Amazon store, like the online store. Then they have their physical stores. Then they have Twitch making them money. They have a number of different things. Amazon Prime Video. They have a number of different like revenue streams. So it'll be interesting for certain. Like to say the least, this will be fascinating to keep an eye on whenever they do announce it and just seeing what it actually is. Seeing how the gaming community responds to it and just how Amazon handles it as a whole.
1: Um yeah, just to that point, uh, I just googled uh like top or like the most valued companies in the world, Amazon's number four. So exactly they got they got money. Exactly. <laughs> they have the money to pay their creators more. That they do, and they certainly should.
0: <laughs> Bungie announced that the Forsaken content for Destiny 2 is going to be added to the Destiny Vault um and people aren't that happy about this surprisingly so a little bit of background here uh bungie said that starting february 22nd 2022 the same day that witch queen comes out the game's forsaken expansion is going to be vaulted the campaign and the tangled shore location are going to be gone the dreaming city still will remain though in the game Mm -hmm. Um, most year four content is going to be vaulted as well uh, they said that some like exotic missions will be retooled or reworked to like stick around. Yeah. Um, but most of that stuff is going to be gone. And Forsaken itself is going to be free starting December 7th, 2021. And it will be free until it gets vaulted in February. And I'm not really in the Destiny community. I haven't played Destiny in a very long time. I have it on my system, but I haven't played it in years. Um, but from the verse the tweets I've seen from like figureheads in the destiny community has me has me wondering like people are really upset about this like people are really mad about this and I guess I shouldn't be surprised since I remember kind of like being on the periphery seeing some responses when uh, Bungie announced that they were going to be sunsetting weapons like a year or two ago whatever like that so like people were upset then I guess I shouldn't be surprised that people are upset now um although this isn't necessarily the same as sun study weapons, this is more so like when Dest- when they announced that um the edZ and a couple different planets were gonna be like vaulted um yeah. when beyond light came out actually yeah, that was last year just a year ago um so yeah i I think I like I get why Bungie's doing it like they said last year like no one's using this content anymore or like barely anyone's yeah. doing this content. everyone's moved on to the newer stuff. And we need to make space on whether it be the players in or our end on both for this new stuff that's coming out. So we got something's got to give and we're not just going to keep the old stuff around when no, really no one's doing it. Yeah. So wh- what are your feelings on this? Cause you're definitely more of a destiny player than I am. You've been getting into it more recently. You've also played it like, you know, more than I have in the past years. I've ever played it since I finished the forsaken story yeah. in 2018 you've played it you no, know, since then so how do you feel about this do you think people are throwing like raising pitchforks and torches unnecessarily do you think there's some merit to people's worries
1: and concerns do you what do you think i like i'm kind of on two minds but i'm i, I lean more towards the like i don't really care kind of kind of side of it because like i understand that like one of the main things that people don't like is like, this is something they paid for and now they're not going to have access to it. I completely understand the argument. Um, I also understand that like, you know, the taglature might be your favorite location in Destiny or you might really enjoy playing like some, some of the content from Forsaken. But at the same time, you can't keep everything in the game for a number of reasons But the most notably is, like, with every expansion, a lot of new, like, new people come into Destiny. And, like, I don't ask me the figure off the top of my head, but I know that there was a significant rise in people when Beyond Light came out. And Destiny, as it is, is already quite difficult to get into. Like, like, because you have, like, strikes and raids and Gambit and Crucible and missions and, and, and all this stuff and a million things to learn. Like, use this weapon for this enemy and... You know, this super does well against this, but like there are, there's so much to learn that if you kept everything in there, then ever, when, whenever someone new joined the game, you would have a million icons on your screen be like, do this, 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 this. And it would be uh-huh. so overwhelming to the point they would just turn it off again because it's like, I can't do it. So, just from that standpoint, and the, kind of on top of that is like, the more stuff that that, that Bungie has on their servers, the more it costs them, the more servers they have to have, the more like you can't grow something exponentially without the cost also exponentially rising. So it makes sense that they're like, yeah, we're maybe going to sunset the content that like people have gotten so much time out of already. Cause forsaken came out what three years ago, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. So like, I've gotten three years worth of content out of one expansion pretty much. So I'm not really that bothered they're sunsetting it. And like, it's not like they're like, we're removing it from the game forever. Like they, it's not, they're vaulting it so they can potentially bring it back in the future. I mean, look like they're bringing back some like destiny one stuff. They're bringing back some raids and stuff from like earlier destiny two days. So it's probably not gone forever it's just gone for now and i am not really that bothered by it considering that when this gets valid, you're going to have an entirely new expansion to play that which is going to take up a lot of time that's true and
0: i there are there are two arguments i've seen though that also raise very good points one of them being that you don't as far as i know you don't see mmo's doing stuff like this No. Take Final Fantasy XIV, one of the biggest MMOs on the planet right now. Like World of Warcraft is still bigger, but 14 is right at its heels, about to surpass it, if not already has surpassed it. Um and this is not an issue with that. Like they are on what? This is about to let's see. So the main game, then there was Heaven's Ward first expansion, there was Stormblood. Um shadowbringers, and I think the current one and in walker is the next one, I believe. I think it's been like I think they're about to be in the fourth expansion. If not, the fourth, then Endwalker is the fifth expansion. Yeah. Um, but as the meme goes, you can play Final Fantasy, the critically acclaimed MMO, Final Fantasy 14 for free up until level 60, including the f- including the first expansion, Heaven's Word
1: hmm.
0: right now. I could jump into that game and play hundreds of hours of content. Well, I don't want to say hundreds, but I could play hours and hours of content for free up to level 60, including the game's first expansion. It's still there. That hasn't been vaulted all these years later. Yeah. It hasn't been removed all these years later. It's still there as a way for people to play the game. You know, just you're new to the game. You don't cool. You could play all this older stuff. You don't have to, you're not missing out on that stuff. It's still there, Mm -hmm. which Goes into the second point, which I think counters something that you said, where you had said that you know, as a new player coming in Destiny, there's so much like like there's this and that and that and that and that. At the same time, though, if you're a new player to Destiny, you don't have any of that stuff that came before Forsaken. Right now, you do not have that main story that happened. You don't have those original planets. Once Forsaken's gone. You will not have that story. You won't know what happened to Cade Six. You won't know what happened with, you know, the who I forgot their names, the not the scorn, but the you know, the the, the people that live out in this in the in the dark ages, in the dark space time area field. The lost. No, I guess the lost. It's you know, it's Marisov's people. What's their race called?
1: Oh, the awoken.
0: The awoken. There you go. You won't know what happened with them and stuff in that storyline yeah and everything so like you have destiny Two, new light the free-to-play version right now if someone jumps to that today you do not have the red war campaign you don't have that at all it's just gone you can't do that yeah as far as i understand you can't do it you just have to start with forsaken if someone just starts playing the free-to-play version come february 23rd or 22nd you are starting off with shadow keep you have already missed out on all this early yeah. stuff. You can't access it at all. It's you just can't do it. So it's also like it's not a welcoming onboarding experience for new players. Yeah, and I don't know if Destiny Two currently has a way to read up on content that you've missed because I like you know they they've adopted a whole season uh, um like type of policy now in terms of. Uh, Like how they do the game And everything like yearly in terms of like Instead of like oh here's a n- New paid update or something like that It's like every couple months here's this season of Story content
1: yeah
0: the awoke Of the splicer the loss so on and so Forth I don't Know if like that Stuff is If you, I don't know if that Stuff is in the game for you to like read Up on if you missed it you know What I mean the- so For so like if any of, if someone comes in and they've missed all this older stuff, like, can you read up on it? And if you can't read up on it, then you're just lost. You got to either find it on Google somewhere or find YouTube videos, like, to catch up on things. Yeah. That's a lot to ask someone instead of, you know, keeping this stuff in the game or at the very least having, like, here are the archives in the, in the, yeah. in the menu to read up on it. But even that, like, that's that's not ideal. You know, I'd rather be experiencing it myself as opposed to reading it.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm um don't quote me on this. I I don't I'm like 90% sure this is a thing, but I am fairly certain there is a cinematic that plays that will catch you up on everything if you are new. Um okay. but don't don't quote me on that because I, I can't remember if that's a thing or not. I, I just I'm fairly confident that it is. Mm-hmm. Um and secondly, by no means am I saying this is a perfect decision, right? If if it were up to me, I would probably still have all the content in the game just like You could even just tuck away Forsaken somewhere so it's not, like, on that main, like, navigator screen but is still Mm -hmm. easily accessible and playable. I'm sure you could do that in a perfect world. I just... I'm... I'm of the opinion that, you know... Okay, I guess, doesn't really affect me.
0: Yeah, and I, like, that's the thing. I think for people... For people who are who are like playing the game now, they've done Forsaken years ago. Yeah, like they are way past it. The outrage and like anger, I for them, I'm just like, really now? Like, is this really affecting you that much that yeah. you can't do Forsaken? Something you most likely have not done since Shadowkeep Keep <laughs> dropped in 2019. Most likely. You know, like how often are you going back to do the, the dreaming city stuff? How often are you going to fight the scorn and do the raid that was with Forsaken and stuff? I think the other raid is still going to stick around, though. Yeah, um,
1: raids usually e- do.
0: Yeah, but like, how often are you going back to like, experience the last mission with Kate? Yeah, 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 probably not often, if at all. So for like the newer people, I like the outrage again from my outsider. It's a bit silly, but I can understand. I can understand looking at it from the perspective that I brought up, which is like this. Other other MMOs, like they might not say Destiny an yeah. MMO. Destiny from the start has always been an MMO. Oh yeah, hundred like percent. And it's like, I, it was always funny back in the Destiny One days. People like saying they can't like, how are they charged for another expansion? And I'm just like, I mean, isn't it? The game's basically an MMO, and I never played yeah. an MMO, but I'm pretty sure MMOs charge you for their expansions when they come out. So mm-hmm. I don't think I don't see why we're getting mad at Destiny to Destiny for doing this. And now Destiny 2, once they went independent and stuff, they basically have all but said, as far as I know, the game's an MMO. It, it just is. It's yeah. it's a shared world shooter, but it is it works like an MMO. So, like, other MMOs, as far as I know, again, don't have this issue. They don't do this. So, it's like, why, why are we doing this over here? And then, anyone who's new to the game was just not they can't do that content all that story is just gone and they gotta jump jump through hoops trying to try and catch up on it and stuff so it's i understand why Bungie's doing it from a certain perspective but at the same time i wish they they had a you know a smoother way to go about this you know to, to, to keep things in the game in some capacity that way you know anyone could do it whenever but yeah i don't know I I just don't think it's as big a deal as the constant daily players are making it out to
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm. I I think I'm I'm in that I'm of that mindset as well. Where it's like, I don't I don't think it's a big deal, but it like it obviously sucks for new players who aren't going to be able to experience all that content before first. Some- now we're gonna move right on into what we have been
0: playing this week, and I have only actually played one thing, as far as I know. And I'm pretty sure that is actually the only, like, I, I, no, no, I've played two things. The the other thing I've played has been Knockout City this week, but I did not play it after the update. I wanted to play it after the update. The season three started up, but I haven't, so I need to. Um, But I played some Knockout City before the update. Uh, That was fun. But the other thing I played, which I only played two hours of, and that was last night, was the beta for Battlefield 2042 and you played this as well Karen so yeah. we're going to tag team this one and then once we're done talking about Battlefield you'll just go right on into the other things you've been yeah. playing this week Um, I uh, I okay here's my here's what I think about Battlefield 2042 I played it on the Xbox because Game Pass Ultimate gets yeah. EA Play EA Play had early access so I was able to do it yesterday on the Xbox played for about two hours I am more of a Call of Duty person than Battlefield. The only Battlefield i played has been Battlefield 3, and I had a good time with it. I enjoyed it. But since then, I haven't really played any Battlefield games at all. Um, That being said, I do think Battlefield 2042 is fun. I do think it's cool. Um, This was rough, though. (laughs) This game, I mean, let me preface this by saying, they did come out and say the beta that we're playing is from a two-month-old build. So yeah. the current state of the game could be much better. Technically, it could you know things could be in a much better state at launch. But man, was this a bit rough technically?
1: Yeah, uh, a little bit. I mean, I'm trying to think how I phrase this. I,
0: but- I know what you, I know what you want to say. Just, dance. Just kind of dance around that or avoid that. I know what you. I know what you're trying to get yeah. at. It's better. It's, it's better. It's better than what like we kind of heard about with the alpha, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 better than than that. Still not perfect. There's still like things that are wrong with it. Um, right. But um, yeah, I I I can't get I can't get specific with it. It's it's better. That's all I'll say. Um, yeah,
0: I, I've heard that it's better than the alpha for sure. I mean, of course, the alpha was also like an older build of the game even then when that was out. So like, it's, it's great that this is better, but even still in this state, like it was, it was still rough. And like, I was, I was surprisingly not lagging. Like I didn't have any like technical issues in terms of like stuttering or lagging or anything like that at all. Like it was smooth and everything for me, the technical issues were I am running and things are kind of like flickering in the environment Mm -hmm. or, I run on outside and like I see a person's body just standing there and then they just flop to the ground or like get flung Mm -hmm. somewhere. Or I see like a person's body's like standing on the ground or like the parachute is kind of like just like spinning around, floating around on the ground. It's like, all right, the person's landed, kind of go away. Or another one I had was I would, you know, go to swap the attachments on my weapons and I sometimes I couldn't like it wasn't doing it for some reason or I have the site on dual site and, you know, you have to do, you have to click it on the right stick to between the dual sites and I would click click on the right stick, but it wouldn't switch Mm. like things like that. I had a technical issues like that, that were annoying, but like nothing where it's like, all right, like this is unplayable, but the game was not in the best state.
1: But of course this is a beta. Yeah. Um I, it's fun. Um I again, like I most of the stuff I want to say I can't. So uh, Well, how about this? Did you when you were when you were playing this, how much of it did you play? I, I've I've only played maybe like an hour, I'm probably about the same as you, an hour and a half, two hours.
0: Hour and a half, two hours, okay. And when you played, did you just do? Did I? Like, just do with one um one of the specialists? Did you do multiple of the specialists? How did you? What did you do?
1: I I like, I, I think I only played as one specialist, but honestly, I I keep forgetting to use their like ability, like yeah. I just
0: the, oh sorry, go ahead.
1: No, well I was just gonna say because like I think I played the one with the one with the grapple, like that's what the, I did. Yeah, and I just never used it. So like the the mm. specialist didn't really make much of a difference to me. Like I I spawned in every time with the same class. I had the same attachments to my weapons. I just like not that I like, you know, to the to the extent of Duty where like I, I turned it on and just switched my brain off and, and went for it. Because like I was like actively playing it, but mm-hmm. not to the extent where not not to the extent where I was like. Uh, like a hundred percent paying attention
0: okay gotcha you were like you were in and out you were in and out when you were kind doing. of yeah see yeah i like you i kind of forgot about the um the ability uh i was also using the grapple hook guy i used it once and i died while using it <laughs> i used it because i was like I wanted to see how far i could shoot it and i was like oh i was like oh wow i actually latched on i didn't think i was going to yeah and I, was, I was like going to the building like I definitely shouldn't have. I didn't think I was gonna land it, and it did. And I was going to an area where like, the enemy was over there, and there were enemies on the ground in front of the building. I was like, "I'm gonna get shot," and I did get shot. Like when I, mm. before, I got like, even halfway there, um, I was like, "Okay, cool." So I know I can use it from quite a ways away. That's cool and all. Um, but when I was playing it, like I was, I was reminded of what I did like about Battlefield Three, and that being some of the just like really intense moments that you can have Mm -hmm. in Battlefield that you don't have in Call of Duty because just due to the nature of the way the games are. Call of Duty is more fast-paced, closed environments, closed maps. Um, You know, you die in 2.5 seconds. Actually, if that. Battlefield is like you have more open areas. Teamwork is like kind of more of a factor. You have the bigger player counts and everything. Like things get real intense. So like there was a part where uh, on the map, you might remember the it's it's over by the D flag. Well, the D area, like we should mm-hmm. say, which is in between the rocket and the um the skyscraper that he yeah. was on. And so over there, there's like a, a tunnel that you can go, go mm-hmm. in that takes you kind of under the path that that connects the rocket and the skyscraper and everything. And we were just like, in one of the matches, we were constantly trying to attack that tunnel. We had to first go on down there some. But then the enemies were coming in from the other side they killed us. So then like we a bunch was trying to keep on pushing on in and pushing on in and we were trying and trying. And like, we we're spawning. I was like, all right, toss a grenade in, toss another grenade in, let's go down the stairs some. Let me see, do I see anyone? All right, going down there. Like five of us, we'll just run on down there, just run on in. And we're like, all right, cool. We're going, we're going together. We're going together. And then it's like, oh, enemies were there. Pow, 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 Try and take them out. I might go down. Someone else might go down and stuff like, Moments like that, I was just like, this is fun. Like this is really cool. Yeah. I, I like this, like this camaraderie that like you just kind of come up with on the fly when you're playing battlefield is really cool. When you you like go into the top of the skyscraper and it's like, all right, I'm probably gonna die when I get up here because it's just yeah. open field up here, open space. But like me and my teammates, we're gonna try and do something up here. Uh and like that, that's the stuff I was like, this is really cool. This is really fun. And that's why. Even with the technical issues, I was like, you know, like I, I see the potential here in this. And I'm sure like you like iron out some of these technical issues and this would be an even more fun and enjoyable experience yeah. and everything like that. Um, how do you feel about the weather?
1: I I, I liked, it. I mean, I, I haven't seen any of like the like tornadoes or anything like that, but um mm-hmm. but you know, the 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 game certainly looks good. The game it plays does well. it does look very very good. Um, and the, the, I mean, the, it's, it's kind of a weird sentence to say, but I feel like the weather is really well done.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I I think I get what you mean, like in terms of how it affects the game.
1: Yeah, yeah 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 exactly.
0: Yeah, like I, I I think it's part of me was actually a bit disappointed that oh man, like the tornado doesn't happen every time I play yeah, on the map. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like. Well, it's cool it doesn't happen every time because if it happened every time, things it would probably get old pretty quickly. So, like, sometimes you play on the map and it's sunny, whereas sometimes you play and it's raining and the tornado doesn't happen. But if it's raining, the tornado might happen. Yeah. So I think I only had the tornado happen once when I was playing last night. And I was like, I am going to spawn next to this tornado every time while (laughs) it's here. And, like, the first time I, I was playing, I spawned, and I didn't realize it was coming. And I turned, I was like, what the heck? No, I remember what happened. I was I was alive, and then I heard someone, like, the character was like, that storm looks real bad. And I was like, wait, huh, what? Huh? What, what are you <laughs> talking about? So then I had died, and I was like, oh, shoot, storm. So I spawned nearby it. And I was surprised that it actually lets you spawn, like, in the storm's radius and everything. Yeah. But I was just, like, being in front of the storm, I was like, this is cool. Run, 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 run. But this is so much cool. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, running away, turning back. Like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. Don't die. Don't die. Turn back. Oh, this is too cool. Go back. Go back. Like, it was actually cool, like, looking up and just seeing, like, the planes and just get, like, swept up in it and everything. And then being, like, in a gunfight and the storm is just coming and we're just like, hey, I'm I'm just trying to take you out. I'm just trying to take you out so I can get into, like, a safe area and everything. Like, that was really cool. It was genuinely super cool. Um, I don't think anything really happened with the rocket when I was playing and all. I didn't use any of the air vehicles. Uh, I, I was in some of them in, like, the gunner's seat and stuff, but, like, yeah. wasn't driving any of them. Um, ooh, I remember my biggest technical issue is actually when you are, like, the gunner in the tank, It that camera is consistently stuttering and just, like, spazzing out, like, mm to an uncomfortable amount where i just did not get in any tanks because it was just like i'm fighting the camera for it to actually stay steady and not constantly yeah. like twitch and stutter and stuff and it wasn't like my controller it was literally the game doing that like yeah. it was constantly like D-d-d-d. i was just like i don't know why i'm I'm just getting out i i can't be in this right now but overall i did like it was there anything that you like with battlefield 2042 right now where you're like Eh, you're a bit eh on right now, or like anything that you are high on for the game.
1: Um, I don't think so. I mean, the, the the best way I can describe it is like it's a battlefield game. Like it 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 feels like battlefield in in a good way. Uh-huh. Like it. But uh, in in terms of like stuff I'm not liking or stuff I'm particularly liking, I don't think so. Like uh, again, I don't think I paid enough attention while playing it to really answer that. But yeah. Um, I, I will say, with all of the matches I have played, I haven't seen a tornado.
0: It's fun, and matches are actually pretty long. I forgot that yeah. matches can be long, and we have the when you have a ticket count of like a thousand plus, these <laughs> yeah. matches end up being really long. Um, I'd say, also, like that. Although we we're again, I play on series X, Karen, and I imagine you play on series X too, yeah. Uh, on see the maps are bigger than on ps4 and xbox one yeah. um that being said though i didn't feel like the maps were too big well not maps yeah, the yeah map exactly itself the one map was like i feel like it was a yeah. pretty nice size getting around was easy the, you know the vehicles were there it's cool that you can actually just rent all like at any point in time call a transport down like a like a little uh, atv or something like that i was about to call it a, a goose or a warthog I'm like, i think it entirely <laughs> um but you could like call those down and hop on and just drive off to like get where you want to go you don't have to like fit the entire way there i i like it i like the map and yeah i only played two hours last karen didn't play too much either um but like, i'm definitely going to play some more over the weekend try play- i'm going to play some tonight after we're done maybe i'll play some tomorrow when i get back home from comic-con um and then maybe I'll do some Sunday and Monday. I'll, well, no, the beta ends tomorrow, I think, right? I don't know. It ends sometime this weekend. So I'm going to try and play as much as I can before the beta is over. Um, But I think that's enough about Battlefield 2042, unless you have any other final thoughts on
1: it. Uh, I'm just, I'm looking up when it ends. Uh, October 9th, yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, so try and play some tonight then. <laughs> um, but unless you have any other final thoughts, you ready to move on to your next game?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm good to go.
0: Which of these you want to do? You want to do the first one here on the list, or you want to do the next, the bottom one on the list?
1: I'm probably gonna do the bottom one just because it's shorter. than okay,
0: okay, cool. Sounds good. Um, well, I got this video pulled up right here. Um, let me know when I'm. I'm, I should press play on it.
1: Yeah. Um, just before um, like I put up the video because I'll put the video when I tell when I tell you I'm gonna start it. Um, yeah. So I've got Far Cry 6 gameplay because I I bought that. Well, I. Basically, I've been playing that since it came out at midnight yesterday. Um there are no spoilers in this gameplay, and this mission is one that has already been shown. So it's nothing like haven't seen before. Just for anyone who is watching and is like, hey, I don't want to see this because there might be spoilers. There's no spoilers. Um the only thing I the only thing that I have in here that hasn't been shown is the conversation you have with the helicopter pilot on the way, but there it's like small talk, it's not anything big cool uh yeah far cry Six. like i said i've been playing far cry six since it came out yesterday um i'm enjoying it so far Uh, i i don't want to get like too into it because i will i am reviewing it for play to win so Mm -hmm. uh, i'm I'm not gonna get like super in depth with it but um this is also
0: a bigger game so you have leeway to get a bit more in depth with your thoughts as well
1: yeah um Right off the bat, I, I want to start by saying that I, I've kind of been sold on this game before it came out. Because, so, I haven't, like, really enjoyed a Far Cry game since Far Cry 3. That was the last one where I'm like, this was an incredible game. but be- Mainly because of Voss. Because Voss, whether it be, like, character design or performance or writing, is, like, the one villain that I've, like, been convinced by. Been, like found very compelling and i didn't yeah. find that with like pagan men joseph seed or whoever the villain was in primal didn't even play enough of it to find out who the villain was but, i don't know um ever since that initial reveal trailer where uh anton castillo puts the grenade in diego's hands i yeah. i have been like this looks like a compelling villain yeah and again i'm, I'm not going to comment on anything. Like to do with that because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but um, yeah, from like from the get go, this is this has been, had the potential to be my new Far Cry game, but we will all get into Your that. Your new favorite, yeah. Um, mm. so yeah, I, I don't know why these two guys are fighting on the beach. So I haven't been back yet to see if that's <laughs> like a side mission or something. Um, but I will start off by saying this game is absolutely gorgeous. That's all like, what I was
0: about to say. Just like from what we've seen, it looks really, really good. Really, really yeah. Beautiful.
1: Like if if you have seen so like there's i so for the first time I've actually been posting screenshots on Twitter. I've never done that for like I've never taken screenshots from games before, mm-hmm. but um, there are two screenshots in particular that I have that like if you look at them, look like they were taken in like in real life, which I find yeah. like really incredible. Um, wow. But yeah, game looks stunning. There are, I mean, there are parts that again I won't get into, but don't look that great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's more like characters or just like environments or like what cutscenes. Uh, um, okay, so characters in cutscenes. Got you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, I'm I am going onto this boat to try and rescue hostages for. Um, La Morale, which is a like faction in this area of the world I'm in, um, okay. and I mean you can see that I've the way like you mark enemies and things on in this game is you take your phone out and you use the camera to scan over the ship instead of like I think in most previous in most Far Cry games previously it's been binoculars. Right. Um similar concept here. Yeah, 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 basically the same thing. But as you can see, I jump out and I use the wingsuit to land on the on the plane. Wingsuit is back. Nice. Um, Took. Lay took on the boat, a- you mean? Yeah. You said plane. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I wingsuit out of the helicopter that wasn't even a plane. Never mind. Um, Yeah, it took me a minute to... Because uh, I, I can't remember if this is how it worked in previous games, but it took me a minute to remember the controls for the wingsuit. First couple of times uh-huh. I tried to use it, I died. Um, But... Yeah, I suppose are there any questions you have for me about Far Cry 6? Because I... Well, I was gonna add. Let's see, like the gameplay. I would say I've been reading like
0: reviews, and one critique that depending on who you like read and talk to, uh, people have been critiquing the game for basically being just more Far Cry. Uh, like, I like is the does the game play a lot like Five? Because Five is the only one I've actually played, and I liked like the gameplay of Five generally. Um, so like, does it, does it play similar to Five? Does it? Is it different from five? Is, there, or is it like the same, but just like a few extra things, like just refined in a
1: sense. Um, put it this way: if if I knew nothing about this game going into it, like you hadn't showed me gameplay, story, anything like that, I would be able to tell you pretty quickly it's a Far Cry game. Like it, Got it you. plays very, very similarly to previous ones. There, there are, there is new stuff, and like you can see, like with what I just did there. There are new uh, resolver weapons, which are like mm-hmm. these, like makeshift, um, like makeshift weapons you can use. So, like right now, this this is hands down my favorite weapon that I have so far is this like nail gun, though it's just like it is basically like the like the ultimate stealth weapon because it makes no noise, like it has plenty of ammo, has one like one kill headshots, um, nice. Yeah, so you can see, like that guard just noticed me, and I killed him without that other one. Well, I say that, without him, like <laughs> immediately screaming. But um, yeah, this this is my favorite weapon so far. But there, like there are a lot of similarities to previous Far Cry games, but there is enough new here that I would argue is an, is enough to make it like different from the rest. If it makes sense.
0: Okay, that mean, yeah. It's it's um, I guess you could say kind of like a Call of Duty game in a sense. Like it yeah. it plays just like any other Call of Duty game. But this Call of Duty game has a few things that make it a bit different. In a yeah, sense it like, that might make it better or worse depending on you know what it is. Yeah. but it has some things to make it you know stand. Oh, sorry, stand out a bit from like the previous ones.
1: Yeah, like same same foundation, different material. Okay,
0: I like that um, analogy.
1: So one thing that I I do like is there was like like so I, I can't remember the name of it, but I have the SMG I'm using just now is like a signature weapon, where yeah. like I like I can't really change any like modifications on it, so I can't change the silencer, can't change that it, it has incendiary rounds, but they're like special weapons you collect for doing like treasure hunts, or I think some of them you get as mission awards. Um, yeah. But there are. You know, you can go in and modify weapons. You can put attachments on them. The main thing that you will use to, like, change up your weapons is the type of ammo, whether it's, like, poison, incendiary, ammo, like, armor-piercing. Yeah. So, like, that's that's really how, like... I would argue kind of, like, how combat is dictated now because, like, you will have enemies that are resistant to armor-piercing but vulnerable to fire or you'll have... or vice versa, I guess, but... um but yeah, there are like I say enough enough here to make it different but still most of the same. Okay. I don't know, I don't say most of the same, a lot of the same. <laughs> a lot a lot of the same. Yeah. Okay, cool, um, cool. I will also say that this is probably about 9 or so hours into the game roughly. Okay. So, how far into the game
0: would you say you are?
1: Right now Cuz I know
0: that like the I know the game is like the the map it's a big map. I don't know if it's bigger than Far Cry 5, like the map size itself, but I know I've, based on views, I've been reading and everything. A lot of people were saying that like, this is a, this, it's a, it's a bigger game than you might expect it to be. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that is specifically in terms of like, the size of the world or story and the world. So you say you're about like nine hours in, would you say like, how far into the story would you say that you probably are?
1: I would probably say maybe six hours or so. Oh, I um, mean like percentage-wise. Oh, percentage-wise. <laughs> um, Maybe like t- 35%, something like that. So like it, it's following a trend that I'm seeing a lot in video games where like you'll have an initial section, then you have three separate areas with like three mission lines you go and do, and then the finale. So um, like Far Cry
0: 5.
1: Kind of, yeah. Um, Well, actually, yeah. yeah. That, That's yeah. exactly Far Cry 5. Yeah. um, Same as, like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Assassin's Creed. Well, Assassin's Creed. Odyssey,
0: I would say Odyssey. Odyssey is a bit different.
1: Because Odyssey, I, you have your main story, but then
0: you have your, like, your couple main stories, but it's not like. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not, like, sectioned off in a sense. Whereas Far Cry 5, yeah. it's like, you have your main story. This region, of this person, you do this story. This region, of this person, that you do this story. Like honestly, it's more like you, you kind of climb across it as you go. Yeah. This it sounds like what you said. It sounds more like what Far Cry Five did, where it's like you have your whole map, but one section of the map is this person's story that you can progress. This person's yeah. story is another. Got it.
1: Yeah. So I'm right now in the game. I have finished one person's like main main storyline of that section. I'm on the second. Um. Okay, but like I, I will say that there are some plot points that are like semi-predictable. Um, okay, which is like something I've noted so far. Um, but the my favorite part about the game so far, I would say, is just like how how diverse combat can be, because you mm-hmm. have like all these different Reservoir weapons. You have Supremo backpacks that you and like all these different modifications you can make to weapons. So like. I I haven't had a combat encounter that's like you know I sneak in with this one weapon and do the entire area with that and then sneak out again. Um, yeah, it's it it's it's been fairly fun so far, and I I would I think that kind of applies to the game overall. Just as I completely forget there's a hole in the middle of the map there and fall down. <laughs> um, but um,
0: real, I'm sorry, I was I was gonna ask like, real quick, what those are too in depth or anything. How, do you, how are you feeling about the story so far are you liking the story i like you i know you said that Anton's like a compelling villain and stuff um but are you and you said there was like some predictable plot points but so far are you enjoying the story um are you liking the way things are progressing the characters what are your feelings on it as of now
1: as of right now i'm i'm really enjoying the story um to, to put it in like the easiest to understand way that I can think of, I have not had the intention of finishing a far Cry game since three. And I fully intend to finish this. Like okay. I, 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 I want to see where this goes.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. That, that, that I guess that's like a testament to the things the game is doing right in terms of its story and all. Yeah.
1: Um, one thing I will say is like my my intention was to go into like like review wise to go into this game fully blind like not look at any scores or reviews or anything like that. But I was scrolling through Facebook and I like some person in the, in a group that I was in had taken like a screenshot of like multiple scores and had put it, like yeah. so I've I've seen what people have given it. I have not yeah. read into it at all, so I don't know yeah. why they gave it that score. But yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of like story spoilers, I, I'm I know as much as up to the point I've played to. I I, I don't know anything later than that. I don't suppose I really yeah. Um,
0: uh, I wouldn't expect you
1: to know more than yeah I've exactly. Played to. Um, so this is a Suprema backpack, which is basically like a backpack that will give like so that one's like it's a rocket launcher. You have one that's a EMP device that will send out a wave. You have one that will like boost your health and like allow you to like machete kill everyone. I think um, the
0: rocket is super
1: cool. It's, like it's just it's seeing so it in the trailers, fun.
0: seeing her, seeing them do it, I'm just like, yo, that is dope.
1: Yeah. So enjoying Far Cry Six so far. I'm I'm not anywhere near finishing it. I don't think because, um, like I said, I don't think I'm even halfway through it yet. But um, yeah, definitely intend to to play this a lot more.
0: Nice. Well, I look forward to hearing a bit more about it. You know, as you continue to go through it and everything. And of course, I also like super. I'm looking forward to your review and all of the game, seeing what you fully think of it when you're done with it, seeing what score you end up falling on with it, and everything. And I'm looking forward to playing it myself. I probably won't play this until like Christmas time. Probably be like, yeah. "Hey, get okay, this as a Christmas gift" and all. But uh, I am looking forward to this one for sure.
1: Yeah. No, I'm. I uh, would recommend it so far.
0: Well, nice, nice. Okay, so it's game number two from Karen. What about game number three here? Game number three, I have it pulled up here. I have it paused, so let me know when you want me to press play on it. And I don't expect you to go too in-depth with this because this is what your current preview that you're working right now is going to be about. So I don't think you'll... I'm not expecting you to talk too in-depth because I imagine what you'll say here is what you would say in the video and kind of repeat yourself and all like that. But you also, again, you get to play the Halo in infinite open technical mm-hmm. preview that happened um the weekend before uh the, the weekend that the la- that we recorded the last podcast i'm correct Yeah, it was right yep so you got to play it then um however you want to go about this you know in terms of telling me your thoughts on it um i guess the big question and the question though is is it fun
1: it's fun i mm-hmm. i nice. really i i really enjoyed it like Obviously, there are things I don't like about it, which I'll talk in my, about, about in my preview. There are still things I think could be better. But overall, 343 has something very good on their hands here. Um, which nice, is nice. Like the the reception for Halo 5, the Halo 5 story was what most people had an issue with. Um, mm-hmm. or, or I guess the story of Halo 5 was what most people had an issue with. The right. the multiplayer is like very widely regarded as one as, like some of the best Halo multiplayer there is. Right, so,
0: and like the the situation was vice versa for Halo Four, whereas people like liked the story of Four, but didn't like the multiplayer for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like I, and uh, again, well, I'm well, not again because I haven't spoken about it yet. But like still haven't seen any campaign footage, or like uh-huh. updated campaign footage since last July. So right. I like. And obviously no one outside of three four three has really had any hands-on time with the campaign of Halo Infinite. So I don't know if it's gonna be a similar situation to Halo 4 or Halo Five, where like you know, they like what like people like one mode but not the other. But if if the campaign is anything like um multiplayer, then I, I imagine people are gonna have a lot of fun with it because as I get my awesome grenade kill from the grave here. Um <laughs> It's it's very fun. The, um, quite a few weapons make a comeback. Quite a few new ones. I think at some point during this gameplay, I used the Heat Wave, which is probably my favorite weapon from favorite new weapon from um, from the preview. I unfortunately didn't get to use my favorite Halo weapon, which was a DMR. Um, uh-huh. I didn't find any of those during the during the preview, but I. Um, there, you were also meant to have access to. So this is big team battle, total control. During the yeah. um, during the beta, you had access to big team battle, total control, Slayer, and capture the flag. And then you also had arena Slayer and arena capture the flag. But I didn't get to play any arena games. I don't know why. I I think it's because of a bug or a glitch or something. But mm-hmm. um, I only played big team battle, which Got is it. really annoying. Because the and the like Halo announcer, the like double kill, triple kill, like that guy is only in arena. He he's not. Uh, a great
0: it's the um, AI in this one. With the yeah. AI voice. The hey, good job.
1: Yeah. Um what's like, you know, I I didn't mind. Like it's it's not a bad thing. I suppose it's just you know I really I, I like the voice. I'm, yeah, I'm so upset that I. That um, I didn't get to hear the double kill, triple kill over kill. like that. Mm-hmm. I love that guy so much. So um, can, can
0: I say real quick, this ghost is moving fast and I can like, I can tell at certain points when you're boosting and when you're not. And I think that like, I knew that Halo 5, well, Halo infants multiplayer was faster paced than old school. But like, I didn't realize that that extended to like the vehicles as well. It's like the vehicles are moving a bit faster too. That's cool. I like that. It's not like just slow. It's not like the ghost only moves fast when you're when you're boosting. Like you're moving fast even when you're not boosting.
1: Yeah. No, like the the, the ghost is really really fun to use. I um like there are like there's one thing in particular I didn't like about it. Um, but I'll, I'll save that for my preview. Um, but. Like overall, was very fun to use, and I got quite a few kills with it, which is surprising. Um, um yeah. I I do. You have any more questions for me, Halo Infinite? Because mm-hmm. I I don't really know let's what see. to talk about.
0: Well, let's see. There's a map. The map looks really good. I do like the look of this map. Um, I I I don't know if I'm thinking if the map I'm thinking of is one told me about. It's probably not. Uh, I'm not even going to say the map. because I'm thinking, I was saying the map you told me about, I wonder if it was, if it didn't like this. But maybe I'm thinking of Blood Gulch, the big map that loves people, love and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I do like this map, like the design of it so far. Was it fun playing on this one? Yeah. I mean, uh, this was the, you said you only did big team battle and stuff, right? So was this the only one for big team battle? Or was this like the only one for like control big team battle?
1: No, this this was the only big team battle map. I, I don't know if they have more in the I mean I would imagine they have to have more yeah, they, they, in the Yeah, they almost certainly will have more yeah. on that. Um, got it. But yeah, this this was the only only big team battle map that was available during the preview. Um so so like did it give you
0: after playing on this one, I mean of course every map is different. You're not gonna know how other ones are until you play them. No. Just like seeing like the design of this map and everything did it kind of like you a good feeling for what the design of other maps would be, or did it kind of make you, did it give you like a bad feeling?
1: What do you think? Um, if I'm going off of this map alone, I am very confident that the rest of the map design will be very good. But again, having not played on any others or really seen any others, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I did really, really enjoy this map. Um, reminded me a lot of Valhalla um, from previous Halo games. Um, what map was that one in? I mean, games game was that one in? Uh, it's been in a
0: few... I mean, I've done Halo multiplayer, although i never had an Xbox. I played Halo multiplayer for two, three, and reach. I don't think I ever did it for four. Um, which is why I feel like I've seen... A map that looks very similar to this one before yeah. it's probably Valhalla, but I may be thinking of Blood Gulch. Just mixing stuff in my head, but I think I I think I know which one you're talking about. I'm pretty sure, like I remember it. If I Google it, I would probably be like, yeah. "Yep, I did do that one."
1: Yeah, Um, Valhalla is the one where like you can like where you spawn, you have like the big like halo towers that shoot the blue, um, like blue orb thing up in the air. That's Valhalla. It has one of those on either end. Um. Hmm. So this is this is quite similar. This I mean, obviously this is bigger, but it's quite yeah. similar design. Um, did you ask me a question along with that? Because my brain just
0: I yeah I had asked like if you like had a good feeling about the map design, and you yeah. said yeah that like you feel really confident with the other ones or what the other ones could be just based off of this one.
1: Yeah no I I really enjoy playing this playing on this map. I feel like it was laid out very well. Um, there's an like in of like the map there is enough space where like as soon as you spawn you're not going to get killed so mm-hmm. i i am confident that 343 has done well with the map design if the rest of the map design is like fragmentation which is the, i don't as you know if i said the name of this map which is fragmentation <laughs>
0: if he didn't say it before he's just said it again twice in <laughs> a row that way you all caught it exactly um it it looks like correct me if i'm wrong but the control points on this map do they kind of spawn at different spots or like yep. are they in their set spots
1: no they spawn well, at different points um so
0: yeah. hold on let me just actually clarify what i meant do like do they change locations throughout the match that's what i meant or like is it like it spawns in the spot at the start of the match and that's where it is all match long? Or it's here for this bit of time and then like after like two minutes it moves to a different spot
1: no, no so uh i'll I'll explain a little bit how total control works. So basically, you can see you have three points. In order to like score for your team, your team has to control all three points. So like right now, you can see that like I or like my team controls C and like the enemy is taking A and B. I would have to have all three in order to score. And Got it. once a team scores, that's when they will change. They they change locations on the map. They're not always Got in, it. in okay. the same spot. So, like right now, A's here, B's over there, C's off in the distance. And then, like, once I think the enemy team scores next in this clip, once that happens, then the control points will change to different locations.
0: Got it. So, because I, because I, the reason I asked was because when you were in this area where you just died at earlier in the match, I didn't think the point was there, but then you were there later on and it was, which is why I asked. Um, Okay. So, do you think that it's like, do you think that it is a bit difficult to hold the points down, like hold all the points at the same time? And like, once the points change, like, is there enough time between them spawning at another spot? Like, do they spawn? Like, once you guys control all these three, you score, right. And they move to a different spot. Mm-hmm. Is it like, do they move pretty far away? Or is it like, does it do they move far away with a lot of time to get to it? Or like, not enough time to get to it. Do they move close by,
1: so it's like you just got don't have to go too far away. So once uh, once a team scores, then it will it won't immediately tell you where the new points are going to be. I think it waits like either fifteen or a thirty seconds. Like no, yeah, fifteen or thirty seconds. I can't remember. I'm leaning towards fifteen, yeah. but it will like say, th- and then after fifteen seconds, it'll say the points are spawning here, but the points still haven't actually spawned in. So. Okay. It, like, I think from time of, like, total control to the time when new points spawn in is about 30 seconds, something like that. Um, so, like, there, there is enough time between, like, a, a team scoring and the new points spawning in for you to get to where the new points are going to be, which subsequently means there is enough time for your enemy to get to where the new points are going to be. Um, yeah,
0: similar to, and, like, uh, like, headquarters in Call of Duty. That's, yeah. like, a similar thing I could think of. Kind of yeah. like that, where it dissip- quarter is moving and like we got time to get over there.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, actually, it's 15 seconds. You can see it says new sites coming in. That's when it will announce the, got um, okay. the things and then they'll spawn in. Um, one thing I didn't like is is sometimes the points will spawn quite close together. Um, so now, like, now they've become ready for capture, so I can go and try, I'm away to die here, but, like, you can go and attempt to capture them. Um, yeah. like I say, there, there were some times when the, the points would spawn quite close together, which made it very difficult con- to control all three. Um, uh-huh. which I, I suppose could, could be a good or bad thing, depending on how you look at it, but... Um, I guess it
0: depends on like what type, how much action and chaos you like in your matches and all. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like if you like things to be pretty hectic at all, then like you'd be like, it just keeps things exciting. But if you're one who's like, whoa, it's a bit too much going on, like maybe they could put a bit more space between them to, um, way right yeah. on top of each other all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, overall, I, I enjoyed Total Control because what like, um, Again, not, like, going too much into what I'm going to say in my preview, but, like, usually I play Team Deathmatch or Slayer. And this kind of, like, got me out of that, like, turn my brain off and kill people, like, mindset.
0: Yeah. It had kind of thinking more smartly. And it was like, yeah. huh, trying to, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if you, like, in chat with teammates, it's like, all right, over this or anything, but, like, kind of had coordinating things in a sense. You're just like, hmm. The point over here, they're kind of all on this one. Maybe I should try from this side instead of just like rushing in like Rambo, just like
1: <laughs> ah I <Yeah>. master Chief. <laughs> Basically. I will um, finish the fight. <laughs> um yeah, I mean you 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 could communicate with your teammates during the beta, but I didn't. Um yeah. but yeah, it's it's fun, like as you can see, the game looks a lot better than it did when it was initially announced. Um, oh yes, definitely looks really. So good. like the the extra year three four three two definitely paid off. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. It it feels like Halo multiplayer, which I think is the most important thing. Like
0: that's what I was literally about to ask you. Like, does this feel like you know, like Halo multiplayer? Does it feel like? That classic halo multiplayer that people like know and love but does it feel like feel like it in a good way in the sense that it's not like and this is kind of old it's 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 age it hasn't like you know caught up with modern shooters like it feels like halo but you know for the modern day
1: yeah no it it feels like so my my favorite halo game just from story and multiplayer standpoint is halo reach which mm-hmm. like it I, that's a great one yeah which i i don't think anything is going to beat but mm-hmm. like this this reminded me this had a number of aspects that reminded me of Re- of reach which mm-hmm. I, w- for me is a very good thing cuz it's for me it, it means that like when i'm playing i know that i'm playing Halo, which is something that like i think a lot of people I, I don't know if people said this about Halo 5, but like I say, Halo 5's multiplayer was largely well received. Um uh-huh. so I, I don't know if it was the same feeling that people got when they were playing Halo 5 multiplayer, because I didn't play a whole lot. But I I am I'm not worried that 343 has messed up the multiplayer. Like is, is probably yeah. is is probably the best way I can put that. Is like even with like because I, I only played the beta for like I keep calling it a beta, but it was like a technical preview. Um, yep. So I only played the preview for like maybe six, six and a half hours, something like that. And and in that time, I don't even know how many matches. I know I have gameplay for six, but I'm pretty sure I played more than that. Um, one thing I didn't like actually, just sorry, this has reminded me, is like in previous big team battles or like in previous games in big team battle, like, when you spawned in, you had, like, you know, you could choose from a mongoose and a ghost and a wraith and, uh, and like, all this stuff. Um, in this, you can choose from, like, a warthog or a mongoose, but you have to wait for ghosts and banshees and wasps and stuff to be spawned in, and only two of those get spawned in on the map at one time, which is probably, like, a way to combat, like, one team having more power than the other yeah just
0: Um, balancing things out yeah
1: but i i I didn't like because like during my time with the preview i i didn't use any air vehicles because i i I couldn't get my hands on one which i would have liked to have done but um but yeah i mean that's 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 probably one of the only complaints i have so Hmm. far
0: well nice it it looks great it looks like a lot of fun Watching it just reminded me of just like seeing you know classic Halo multiplayer game mm-hmm. from like back in the day and all. So honestly, like if if Battlefield twenty forty two comes out and it doesn't hit, I can just kind of be I can rest assured like all right, Halo Infinite is gonna hit, yeah. And if Battlefield twenty forty two hits as well, then I think we're we're all safe, we're covered. We got two great yeah. multiplayer shooters. Uh, year and you know, coming back in a big way. So, yeah, the games look good. Uh, I'm excited to hear more about Halo Infinite from you, excited to see your preview and all like that. And, yeah, uh, in case you all don't know, we definitely will be doing a Halo Infinite dedicated episode when it oh, comes out. Uh, we did before we were played when we, we were games of gaming. We did one entirely dedicated to cyberpunk. We will definitely be doing that for Halo Infinite when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the week it comes out, probably that week, because it comes out on a Wednesday. So we'll probably do it that Saturday, just like Halo Infinite, all just the entire episode. Um, but yeah, of course, you know. We'll, once that time comes, we'll let everybody know. And with that, that will bring us to the end of episode 28 of the Planet One podcast. Thank you all so very much for watching and listening. No, it was a bit of a lengthy episode, but uh, I I think this is probably some of the most fun I've had doing, a, doing an episode in,
1: in a bit. Not to say <laughs> the past episodes
0: haven't been fun, but this one was really fun to do. This was a, this was a good one. It was, um, it
1: was all down to Sora, let's be honest. Sora! <laughs> is
0: in Smash? Sora is in Smash. I'm never going to let that go down. I'm never going to like let that die, never giving that up. <laughs> sora is in smash baby
1: every every week it's gonna be a brief mention
0: it basically this whole episode was supposed to be about just sora being a smash but i said all right you know let me think of the listeners and the watchers you know <laughs> they deserve to get they should get more other stuff to hell with karen he can get all the kingdom hearts Sora <laughs> stuff in smash um Yes. So again, remember, you can go over to our website, playtowindgames.wordpress.com uh, to actually read Karen's Halo Infinite Preview when it goes live. Uh, the written version will be there. The video will be there as well, as well as here on uh, YouTube. If you want to read it instead of watching, you can go read it over on playtowindgames.wordpress.com as well as all of our other stuff. Uh, remember, follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at play 2 Game for updates on the show. That way you'll know, you know, when things are going up, so on and so forth. You'll get updates if things are going to be delayed and, you know, the like and everything. Uh, subscribe to us over here on YouTube. Uh, hit the notification bell as well so you know as soon as videos go up. Like, comment, share, all that jazz. It's all greatly appreciated. And yeah, uh, you know, subscribe on audio podcast services as well. Share the show, all that stuff. Kieran, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Badlinet, BadlyNet, B A D L Y N E T, all one word. Where if you want to get bombarded with Far Cry 6 screenshots, go follow me on Twitter. <laughs> He's
0: going to be like I am with Ghost of Tsushima screenshots. Woo! Looking forward to that, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me over on Twitter at TylerMiller2496. Um, you know, I tweet about a lot of stuff in the gaming industry and you know, I guess gaming industry, just gaming, anime, tweet about a bunch of that stuff. This week, I'll be tweeting about uh New York Comic Con for sure, so check that stuff out. And I have also been liking and retweeting basically anything and every Kingdom Hearts, Sora, and Smash related thing I've seen this past week. I apologize, but I don't apologize because this is a moment to remember, <laughs> it's a moment to remember, to cherish, and to never forget. Kingdom Hearts fans, may our hearts be our guiding key. Don't let anyone ever tell you that Kingdom Hearts does not mean anything, because clearly it means everything to so many people. I'm just going to leave it at that. With all that being said, thank you so very much for watching and for listening. Um, we will see you next time. Have a great one. See you later?